Welcome everyone, this is Riley Jimison from Riley's Reptiles. And this is Andy Ray with Andy Ray Reptiles. You are listening to... The Reptile, the Reptile Room, Room Podcast. Podcast. I told you we'd screw it up, Andy. You know what? I thought for sure we had it too. God. Well, I even gave you a little snap as like a little, hey, maybe he'll follow this beat. I know, like that's what pop. I heard. I, I heard it and then you were still late. You're late. Every time your audio comes in later than me, dude. Oh, all right. Why you got to blame the old guy, man? Damn. Hey, we we might have like a competition for who has the least hair on top of our head. I'll tell you what. But you yeah, are way more technically savvy than I am as far as like computers and things like that goes. So you can use this wizard stuff and fix our our bad intros, but you don't. So I don't know. What to I tell could you. I could actually sync it. I could if I really, really wanted to, but I'm too lazy. <laughs> well, so I'll say you said it, again. it yourself. <laughs> I'll say it again. One of these days, we'll just have to like, that's what we'll record. We'll spend an hour just doing an intro so we can use that file and not even do an episode that day. Maybe. Or we can just yeah. keep doing this and let yeah, it Yeah, well, it depends. <laughs> you know, we're lazy right now, so it's probably not going to change anytime soon. So sorry. No. Yeah. But anyway, um, what's been up? Oh, man. Um, so funny story for everybody. So in case you hear like a weird, uh, not a lisp or anything, but at the last time that Riley and I were recording, oh my um, God. <laughs> I, I, I don't, I don't know if I'm going to share a picture of this or not on, on our Instagram. Maybe I will. Maybe I won't. Depends on how many people respond to this. So I was eating, uh, a piece of pizza and, uh, many, many years back, I, I, fractured a front tooth and like i can't say f's really well right now but anyway so my crown <laughs> my crown fell off and i swallowed it and <laughs> yeah real funny dude that freaking that bite of pizza cost me a thousand dollars man Ooh, and I hope so it was not DiGiorno. oh my gosh dude so i went in to the dentist like was it like two or three days later The the dentist has been away for this whole COVID thing? He comes back from Southern California where he's visiting with his son to, to come and do like quote unquote emergency procedures. So he scheduled like a couple other, uh, other patients. So he puts the temporary in for me. We get all the measurements, blah, blah, blah. So it turns into this big old long hassle, puts the temporary in. This was like last Friday. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> Saturday evening, I take a bite out of a burger and I freaking swallowed the temporary. So now I'm back, <laughs> now I'm I'm back to looking like like a Come somebody on, from yeah Arkansas. Y'all ever or heard of super glue? Jeez. Oh, anybody that's in Arkansas, if you're offended, it's cool. Don't worry. I don't. I'll don't, say something nice. I'll say something. They don't have the internet <laughs> out there. <laughs> So anyway, so yeah, I, I'm looking like a hillbilly. You should have seen that the picture I sent to Elizabeth and her response to me was not as nice as I was expecting. <laughs> she makes fun of me a lot. Yep. It's easy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is. So anyway, yeah, that's been basically like the last week is me trying not to smile or trying not to talk to people or the fact that I hate wearing masks during this whole COVID thing. Now I'm like wearing masks all the time. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, it sucks, your, man. Your busted tooth. Yeah, man. It, yeah, it sucks. So that's it. That's been my week. How about cool. you? Um, 
but yeah, pretty pretty standard stuff. Just got a lot going on at work, getting uh, getting ready for things to open up eventually, hopefully. So just trying to keep things clean and stay focused and not lose my head. But uh, easier said than done. Otherwise, yeah, for sure. Just um, yeah, just kind of in like a waiting game with like rainbow boa litter being born. You know, in two months, I'm waiting on hognose eggs and a clutch of eggs. From you know my one carpet pair to to hatch out in the next week or so <clears throat> and uh i got totally faked out by a, a cat hair on the egg and i thought it was like a super premature slit and i posted a photo about it just to mess with people i was like is this a uh cat hair or is this a, a first slit in the egg and it's like a 50 50 split in the responses and everybody thinks <laughs> they can see a shadow or they can tell and it's like it's really funny because it was just the cat hair that faked me out <laughs> well, it, so you know, ne- you never. I thought up to this point, I still, I still thought it was, uh, it was a slit. So it wasn't then. Yeah, it was a cat hair. Wow. Thanks for Great. the update. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> I guess. By the time I guess people that's... hear this, they'll probably have hatched anyway. So yeah, that's true. But I guess that's also my own fault for not being uh, too active on Instagram and Facebook, right? Yeah. Well, you deserve. Damn. It. Yeah, that's right. I deserve it. Oh, and how about an update hmm? on are we are we gonna talk about your carpet and the good news? I mean, good news, right? Well, yeah, good news is is that he doesn't need surgery and he doesn't have yes. a tumor that needs to be removed. Yes. Bad news is he's got an infection in yeah, some sort of a, a gland. Um, you know, I've been rinsing out his mouth with Nolvasan. That's an antimicrobial to help clean out a lot of the, uh, the mucus and bacteria. He doesn't really have any cheese or discharge, just mucusy and snotty, but there's some sort of swelling that's going on. That's making it difficult for him to breathe and eat. And, uh, I can't tell if it looks like it's going down or not, but you know, he's on a, a regiment of intramuscular antibiotic injections for the next two and a half weeks. So, uh, I've been documenting that and that's actually going to come out in, uh, my next, um, vlog tomorrow, which will have already been out by the time this episode airs. So, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's good on the wallet cause the surgery and all that stuff oh, costs a lot of money, but that would just, that would have sucked. Yeah. But you know, like I'm prepared to take any sort of cost, even if it was a four figure sort of thing. I have a credit card specifically for this that's designed for, um, being easy on the owner as far as distribution of like the time period to pay it off. And it's like, it's really strategically for, um, like vet bills or medical bills. So, um, and smart, you know, it's much more manageable and it's a great little back pocket emergency thing that I can use. Um, and so I was prepared one way or the other and, uh, you know, hopefully this works out. So, but, um, yeah, I'm documenting that. I'm sure I'll get tons of hate on it. So, but I don't care. Nah, man, there's no, there's no haters in the reptile community. Come on. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Speaking of haters, we've got like the ultimate positive individual in the, the community tonight with us on the show. Um, it's, it's odd having him as a guest considering, um, you know, anytime we get together, uh, if it's documented, it's more like I'm his guest or we're his guest, especially when it ends up on his vlog channel or YouTube channel. Um, but it doesn't matter what side of the lens you're on or, or your stance. It's always fun being with this guy. And, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not really gonna waste too much time on an intro cause he probably is more well known than we are, 
But, uh, you know, I'd, I'd like to welcome our good friend and ultimately like one of the most supremely positive people in the hobby uh, doing some serious good for every generation in every walk of life right now. Our friend, Brian Cusco. Woo! What up? Uh, not, everything sucks. I quit. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. Just uh, kidding, everyone. Black and blue. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's actually, it is, it is pretty good. I'm, I've had a great day. I'm beat. I'm beat, like I told you guys earlier, but I'm feeling good at the same time. I mean, the whiskey probably has a little something to do with it, but yeah. Well, you know, they used to actually prescribe uh, whiskey and tonics and things back in, uh, you know, the early days of the United States settling in and getting getting established. That was actually considered a, a medical True. thing. So True. My buddy Ben actually has one of those old prescriptions up on his uh, fridge. He just keeps it there as, as a reminder. Yeah, I, I think is it one of the tonics that has uh, cannabis in it. No, it was like it was before cannabis even became illegal in the first place. It was from mm. back when back when it was still prohibition, and there was like there was start medical al- alcohol, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and they back sure when did. and uh, and that was even before like cocaine was one of the main ingredients That's in, in Coca Cola. Um, yes. Yeah, dude, it's crazy. Um, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, that was right when I started keeping reptiles. Actually, right around that time and. Uh, that's where I gained all my all my wisdom and knowledge of keeping since uh, 1937. And now, so I'm pretty much more experienced than most people out there at this point. That's right. Yeah, and and humble too. <laughs> you guys got me in a rare mood. It's it's one thing if I didn't know you, but it's another thing that I've hung out with you guys so many times already. It's like a. a <laughs> Uh, I reel it back in a little bit here. Hold on a second. No, 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 not at all. <laughs> you, you're not hung out on that fishing line out in the lake in the current, dude. You are out in space. There is no reeling you in. <laughs> there is no reeling you back. You're gone, buddy. Okay, Major yeah. Tom. <sighs> yeah. Ground control to Major Tom. <laughs> I'm stepping through the door. Oh man. Turn. I don't know if I, I don't know who's loopier, you or me. Um, I'm not going to say you at this point. I thought it was me, but I think you're winning That's now. fair. That's fair. He's, he, yeah. Riley, you're winning right now. You're winning. But, you know, the night is young, so you guys can definitely, you know, edge up in the race here. I and I'm only one first, and a half beers in. Both so. you guys, man. I remember the first time I met both of you guys. It was, it was at Pomona, separately. And Separate you, times. you were just walking in to the, you were just coming to check in, I think, as I was, uh, we met in the lobby. We met in the lobby, and then uh, we ended up just by chance taking the same uh, elevator up to, I want to say the same floor, maybe not, but uh, you had you had Noah with you, right? Yeah. Yeah, you had Noah with you, and then I was, um, I think it was just me at that time. No, it was me and Elijah, and, and anyway, but yeah, it was uh, me and the whole family were there just going to Pomona to just have a good old time. And, and that was the first time I met you. I saw you at the auction and you were doing video and, and we like barely exchanged a couple words. You were busy and stuff, but uh, I think that was the uh, first time I filmed at Pomona. It, it was, it was the very first time you filled at Pomona. Yep. And then uh, I can't even say that word filmed. Um, I had to really think about it. Um, but yeah, that was the first. Uh, that, shut up, dude. <laughs> All I want for Christmas is my tooth. <laughs> that, that was what Noah a, for like three Christmases. What a oh, dick. Man. 
Uh, in case anybody out there wants friends, it, it's not worth it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, dude, that, that was, that was the first time that we ever met. And then, um, um, yeah, we saw each other again shortly thereafter. I thought, um, maybe at carpet fest at Travis's. I think it was Carpet Fest at Travis's, yeah. That was the yeah, the, the year Mutton came out and you had the carne yeah. asada. No, 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 no. That was the year before. Oh, the year before? Oh, maybe. oh yeah, yes, you're before. right. You're right. It was. He did it a couple of years at his place. Yeah. Oh, man. That's how we met, man. We yeah. met. We met. That was years ago. Wow. And then we took, dude, and then we, we took your boy to the Metallica concert. Yes, no, dude. Oh, my God. Know that we were going to Metallica concert. That I was really so fun. Slowly realized what was really happening. It's like, he's like, why Why are all these? He, like, he thought, so we kept telling him going going into the Rose Bowl, like, oh, yeah, we're going to, to a reptile show. He's like, reptile show? I'm like, yeah, it's at the Rose Bowl. And he's like, the Rose Bowl? He's just like so confused and we're taking our time. We get there early and um, I still can't believe we did that shit in, in a day, man. Oh, my God. Anyway, so so Brian and I had had. Well, and Riley, you were in on that on that private conversation, too, about yeah. getting tickets for that Metallica show. So, yeah. Um, anyway, so then then uh, we finally are, are starting to drive closer and closer to the Rose Bowl. And there's like thousands and thousands of people wearing metallica shirts right and he's like there's a lot of metallica fans around here <laughs> <laughs> he's like yeah that's weird huh i'm like that's bizarre that they're just all coming to a reptile show <laughs> and he had no clue and we're parked and he's kind of just looking around like oh this is gonna be a metal and he didn't even know how to respond dude he was just like uh he was beside himself dude. That he was, was beside he, he it took him at least two three weeks maybe to figure like to come down from that it was i mean my he, my son's pretty reserved as it is he's kind of shy anyway but um it was just it was cool to, to see him like he didn't know how to react he flat out did not know how to react <laughs> like <laughs> brian brian was cool enough to to get some of that some of those reaction videos which there was very little reaction from him because he was just in like he was, he was stunned. Shocked, dude. He was in shock. He was he was in shock. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, was, that no, was fun, that was a fun time. I was involved. I knew ahead of time what what was going on, and of course, I wasn't there, and I had nothing to do with it. But like knowing, and I was sitting there waiting for the video to come out, and then I see uh, the thumbnail of your video of it come out, and I was like, oh, here it is. I know exactly what's happening, <laughs> and I'm sitting there giddy because I know exactly how mind screwed he's going to be when he realizes what's going to happen. You know, like I was just waiting for it. And yeah, I remember going to Metallica shows and knowing the stoke of going to these shows and then that add that little cherry on top that it was a surprise like that. Oh yeah. That's you could felt that through the, through the video. No problem. It was cool, man. And, and Riley, the first time you and I met was also at Pomona at, at the auction. I remember specifically we're at the auction and we're standing in line get drinks i think you were standing right behind me and turned around i was like hey and we just yep i don't remember exactly what we talked about but i definitely remember that that was where we met yeah we standing yeah so we, we we hung out we got some drinks we talked you were doing some filming and then like i think um i think at the time i was helping out the sensational pets uh booth because uh i was still living in santa barbara at the time so that was sort of yeah, like my yeah, free pass into the show. So we'd always go to the auctions and then, um, 
you know, the rest of the crew would either just go back to the hotel or um, go get food and then go back to the hotel. And I'd either go with them or not and just find my own way back. And I think that was the one year that the owner, Sean, actually bought tickets or uh, bought a room in that hotel uh, instead of finding something like cheaper, a little bit further of a drive away, just because I think there was such a good deal that year and like timing and just like he had to, whatever it was, it ended up working out. But yeah, I remember specifically standing in like elevator lobby, sort of getting to know you after the auction, a few sheets to the wind. Um, (laughs) Was that that first time I had that, uh, the access to that little room? Yeah, when we went to the uh, the club lounge, club lounge. Yeah, Bro, we were up there for freaking. Out, so yeah, I brought a bottle a- of Jameson that night, and yeah, uh, Andy, yeah. you were there, and so was Manuel. Yeah, Brian. Okay, so the night before that, and it was me, Brian, and Megan, and Elizabeth, That's and then right. the night after, yeah, and then the night at. Oh my god, dude! The night after. I think they got security to come up there and be like, okay, it's yeah, time, we got, it's time, we got it's kicked time out. to call it a night. No, 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 security came up, but we didn't get shut down. Security, We, we didn't up. get shut down. You're no. right. We did it. They, but came, it up, was, they, it they was, came in, they emptied the beer bottles out of the overflowing little garbage can. <laughs> That's right. With like their secret service earphones <laughs> in, like looking at us like they wanted to kill yeah. us. And they, they just like grabbed the empty beer, grabbed all the beer bottles and like, you guys have a good night and left. And I was like, but they didn't, yeah. they, didn't, they, didn't, they didn't want to talk to have a good night, but that's what they said. Yeah, you're yeah. right. You're and right. The best part was like all the free checks mixed in there to Mac on. So good. <laughs> <laughs> we, we did actually, as the years progressed, we did actually eventually get security to come and actually ask us to leave. Yeah. Um, so that, that room actually holds a really special place in my heart because the last time, uh, I hung out with Forrest was in that room and uh, we stayed up till about five in the morning. Uh, I remember up to about two in the morning, um, <laughs> but there was, there the was grappling a grappling session then. No, no, no. You guys, well, wait, who was, off. who was grappling? Brian and Andy Gabs got into a good grappling nice. session down in the lobby. Um, no, it was in the, it was in the lounge. Or the la- oh, that's right. It was in the lounge. Yeah, no, that yeah. was the next night because I was so just dead ass hung over and dead that uh, I didn't go. I didn't go to the lounge that night because that was the same. That was the same weekend uh, I was uh, dying on the fired? floor. Some yeah. you, got, you got fired that night, huh? That yeah, night I got fired night. the next day. <laughs> yeah, that was when I threw up in the trash can on the floor twice. In the middle of the show <laughs> on oh Saturday, and then I was, and then while everyone was, dude, and and uh, the guys from Porter's Python, Mike, and and those guys, they, uh, um, I can't even remember who it was, but I was just like sitting there in the beach chair, like half dead, and somebody comes up and hands me a sprite and goes, "I saw you dying," and I went to go get food, and then I thought I should get you something too because you just looked awful, and I don't want to see you like this. <laughs> He hands me a Sprite, and I was like, thank you. Thank you so much. And I drank it with, and I, that was when I was like, oh, I feel better. I need to go take a nap, Brian. And you're like, ah. <laughs> Nick took over. I needed that, dude. I was dead, dude. And it, yeah, that was dead. bad. Uh, you've been a stable, was... though. Now that I, now when I have you at, at shows, like holding, help me hold on the fort. Like, I don't, I'm pretty sure that I don't, I don't know. I know, but I don't want to do that. I don't want to do it unless you're there. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy doing it, man. It's a lot of fun. Like 
uh, a buddy of mine who comes over every once in a while, we, we photograph the snakes and do like black glass photography and macro and stuff. He gets me all hyped on like what it means to be a really good videographer and like pull focus and get the shots and everything. So anytime I get the opportunity, it's, it's a really fun challenge. Yeah, man. And this stuff comes out great. It's such a, and the, it makes the editing end so much easier too to have that B-roll of the animal there um in in time in real time instead of what i do like what i did at tinley right. when i have people then oh, like, i felt after we're yeah, the interview that's to try to make it look like it's happening at the same time even though you know, yeah. it doesn't matter that much but just for my own personal satisfaction well one of these days i'll 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 get get to a situation or a, a status or a point in my life where tinley is a you know able to become a regular part of my routine in the in the circuit of shows that i go to whenever shows return assuming they do at some point um you know pomona has always been my home base uh as i sort of spent my formative adult years down in santa barbara so um you know the southern california reptile scene is most familiar to me but i've always wanted to get out to shows like daytona tinley you've been real close without knowing it there's been a um, couple times when Jimmy was going to tap out and I w- was suggesting to Jesse, I was like, well, I know who we can bring instead. And, and you were on the, that, that was you. But then Jimmy uh, got his stuff together the last minute. Yeah. Last minute's hard for me in my current, you know what I mean? My current uh, position, but it's not impossible, especially once the world goes back to normal and we start getting a little more help around. Oh, it's around. not going back to normal. And the good well, thing is, is a new form Riley, of normal. Riley. Yeah. Riley won't be drinking at Tinley either, so he won't be getting him over. Well, I mean, is I don't I don't necessarily want to go back to whatever normal was. I mean, it's, it's okay, you know, it's all right. <laughs> I'm going for better. <laughs> yeah, uh, we can only we can only go for better. Anything else is is the end. You know what I mean? Like it's survival or bust, right? So better is the only way. Better, better, only faster, option. stronger. now with more electrolytes more whiskey tolerance (laughs) (laughs) that is a fact that is a fact he can drink till closing (laughs) dude my whiskey tolerance is so high right now it's ridiculous it's a good thing yeah i think i'm with you there the other night i had five old fashions i was like i walked myself to bed and i was like yeah i'm gonna go to bed now I had two uh, two double old fashions and then a single, and I was like, "This isn't working." And I went, I just cut out the old part and the fashion part. <laughs> <laughs> Shots. <laughs> That's I mean, funny. It's, it's a fact. Yeah. Um. I yeah. I guess in this day and age too, that's kind of just how it goes. What else are you gonna do? If you're at home all the time. Oh, let's drink. Well, then when Hillary, when my wife gets into it, like, uh, it just makes it that much more fun because yeah. she's not really a whiskey drinker, but she's she's been liking these old fashions. I'm like, yes, I have somebody to drink whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like, Noah, come over here, try this. <laughs> <laughs> Noah tried. Noah, he tried one of Hillary's beers as as uh, she was. Well, it was empty, and he was like trying to get the last drops as he took it to the recycle for her. <laughs> yeah. like, this is disgusting <laughs> i love it <laughs> oh man every, every once in a while elijah now that he's getting older he'll be like trying some of the different beers i'll let him and for everybody out there that is questioning my parenting 
just to give you an example of my parenting just a few minutes ago, I had to mute myself because my youngest came into the room to tell me that she's hungry. And I said, well, there's crackers and water. I'm recording. Talk to you later. Anyway, so that's my style of parenting. But yeah, so Elijah will try some every once in a while. But like three years ago, man, he would. there's no way he would try anything. He'd just be like, ew. He would try one maybe every like six months. He'd be like, oh, that's the most horrible thing I've ever had in my life. Ugh. Yeah, that's not happening so much now. So I got to be real careful. Yeah, I, re- I remember that. I think I was 10. I found some beers in the park. Oh, oh, were they warm? Oh, yeah, God. Yeah, they were warm. Oh, no, you did not. Oh. <laughs> yes, I did. That, dude, that, gross, that grosses me out just even thinking about oh, it right now. <laughs> it was, it was, I, remember, I remember it being very disgusting, yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, You're like, that? but I'm going to oh, drink it anyway. No, I just took a sip and I was like, oh, my God, it's gone bad. <laughs> You're like, this fermented shit is actually really fermented. This is bad. <laughs> Oh my God! Yes, Riley, thank you for that one. My speaking my, my of boy. fermented, yeah, so. I'm a, I'm almost finished with my second, and I'm gonna probably be going for a third and a fourth, maybe a fifth and a sixth, depending Ooh. on how the night goes. It, Hillary uh, has been making kombucha recently, and she's planted a garden. She's going a lot. I just I built her a chicken run uh, today and yesterday, and we're going for full self sustainability here. I think. You know what, Brian? I I am so for that, and I have an amazing garden. Not not I I love it. My the garden is is my place to kind of get lost and and find my therapy session for myself. And my kids will go out there with me every once in a while too. And but yeah, man. I mean, that's like I've been gardening for years, um, and now that we have my you know our own home, and and it's like a permanent garden. Before it would just be like in pots or, um, you know, temporary, uh, raised beds or something like that. But now that I've got my own, my own spot, it's like, Oh, it's so, it's so awesome to be able to just go out there and be like, Hey, I'm going to go harvest the salad right now. And then boom, get whatever I want. And it's an amazing experience for sure. So so I love that she's gardening. What she, what is she growing? This has Uh, nothing to do with reptiles folks, but I don't really care. All all kinds Uh, of, all kinds of stuff. Um, some of it goes to feed tortoises. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Oh, yeah. Yep. And the, the tortoises are actually outdoors as well. Sweet. Yeah, dude. Grow all sorts of dandelions and like charred and collard and definitely. Uh, yeah, you could go ham with that stuff. Man, Hillary would not go for living in Florida. Like she said, we're either West Coast or Hawaii. That's that's where she stands. But after building this chicken run the last couple of days, it you know, it, it went big through my head like dude if i was in florida i could be oh amazing yeah because i know how to build shit like i i, I can build like I, I built this when you guys come up here next you'll see the run i mean it's not i i slapped it together but it i i know how to build things and and i if we were in florida i could be building the most amazing reptile enclosures and i just like well part and of me dude that, imagine buying like five acres of land and i just know right with a house on it because that is a very realistic and common thing for out like there. a third of what it goes for here in california for, for a little postage stamp in the middle of the city somewhere trust I mean, me crazy. We're, we're all on that same spectrum right now oh, i think the man. only the only downside is i'm thinking about like gardening and stuff there is because a lot of south florida is built on like lime rock so you you don't have very much topsoil before you hit some pretty gnarly hard rock in some places so 
Uh, raised but, beds. Yeah, raised beds, of course. Yeah, there's always a solution, but I, I just think about that all the time. But man, trust me, I'm on that same same wavelength about like, man, if I were in Florida, all the things I could do. Yeah, it's just the, my family is so invested in California. Um, it's, and I'm so invested in my family. It's like, I, you know, just, I don't think I'll see myself going anywhere else. Really? Nah, your mom, your mom and dad, it, it, they're both such awesome people too. And they would be devastated not having the kids close. You know yeah. what I mean? That's why we moved back from Hawaii in the first place, which is right. you know, what, what also got me back into all, all of this, you know, meeting you guys and, and everything that's been happening since then is, uh, yeah, that was awesome. a phenomenal segue, by the way. Yeah, I was just gonna say. Speaking of Hawaii, excellent. Brian, have you done this before? Wow! <laughs> <laughs> I just roll with it and hope that it's something takes. <laughs> um. Yeah, that's. That, I think that's fair because I think most people like it that way too. <laughs> well, so, you know, but, I've never actually shared this for whatever reason, but the first snake I ever kept, I've, I've shared the story how I got into snakes of like, um, you know, like most of us in super dinosaurs and share the story about how my neighbor whose name was snake, uh, some kind of hell's angels, dude, his California King got lost in our backyard when I was four years old. We didn't know it was his, but we did find out later that it was indeed his snake. that got lost in our backyard, our neighbor snake. And, uh, I've shared that story many times and that about how we went to his room and his, his living room looked a lot like my reptile room does now. Um, and and at that time at four years old, I was like, dude, I want a snake, but I never have ever said what it was. We got a rough green snake. I don't, I've literally never shared that. I don't know why, but I haven't, but it was a a rough, it was actually a pair of rough green from the uh, East Bay Vivarium, which were, I'm guessing wild caught, you know, knowing what I know now they're, they're likely wild caught. I understand that. Um, and they didn't, they didn't do so well either. You know, their insectivores were feeding them crickets, but my parents didn't really have an idea what they were doing, I don't think. And I definitely, at four years old, didn't have much of a clue myself. But um, <laughs> And also, I think that the rough greens, that they, they have, they're wild caught. I don't know how well they do in captivity. I've never kept any since then. But those were, that was that was the first snake I ever had in captivity as a pet was a rough green snake. Wow. And they're beautiful too, man. They're amazing. Yeah. Uh, Jacob and Justin from Herpetoculture Podcast talk about them every once in a while because they they find them when they're herping all the time. Um, but yeah, it's cool. It's cool to hear hear their stories of how common they are. I think for them, um, just to find them. And then I remember seeing them all the time too in the in the pet shops. I don't remember them being called rough green snakes, but I, I looking back, it, it had to be they, they had to be rough green snakes. Just how prevalent they are, you know, where they get getting caught. So. It would make sense. That's it was the East cool. Vivarium was where I got them. Um, and so they and the the fact that EBV is still there, dude, I to know. this day. I mean, that's that aren't, says a lot about. Aren't that they spot. the Aren't they the oldest and longest standing reptile shop establishment in the country? First they, and they oldest. Are. There's the one bigger one in uh, well, where is it? Twin Cities. I I've never been there, so I don't know it by by heart. But there's a spot in. I want to say it's in Twin Cities. Um, there's an, one that's been in the same spot. EBV gives that up to them only because they had to move after the uh, Loma Prieta earthquake. Their building they got moved out to, right. to Emory. Yeah, they moved to Emeryville right. after that, well, which no, was shit. That, that was in ninety, right? Berkeley. Well, eighty nine was the. They're still in Berkeley. They've been in Berkeley for a long time. They just had to move to a different building, I believe. Oh, okay, all right. But yeah, that shop. I mean, <laughs> that's like the beginnings of my childhood. East Bay Vivarium, man. 
Oh, and that's still a place to what we're, we'll go and just do a quick little day trip just for the sake of just going, you know what I mean? Yeah, so I, I mean, when we moved back from Hawaii and I knew that I was going to get a snake again, uh, that's the first place I went. That's all I knew. I was like, well, uh, we got to go yeah. to the vivarium. So we got to go, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah, that's a, and such a great place. I remember going in there as a kid. There was a guy named, I don't know if his name was actually Spike. But that's what I called him. I, I think his name was actually, but he had these multicolored uh, mohawk spikes going all the way down his, you know, his head, like shave size, but like mohawk in, in long, like 12 inch spikes, all different colors. That's funny, man. So and that cool. That's like Berkeley in a nutshell. And that's still, that's going way back then, you know, I'm not saying that you're old as shit, but I mean, I'm just saying that you're old, you know, so. And the fact that they haven't changed. Berkeley hasn't changed in so many years. It's cool. Yeah, man. That spot yeah. is so sweet. I, I wanted that there. I wanted that haircut as a kid, too. I did a few mohawks, shaved the sides, had it green and dyed and all that stuff. But I never had it 12 inches. It was always more like, you know, I'd grow my hair to like eight or nine inches and get one. And then I'd do it for like a day and be like, this thing's too much work. Yeah, <laughs> no, these, these spikes this guy had, like, I mean, there was enough hairspray in there. Like, he, I'm pretty sure you could, like, impale the young child with these things. <laughs> Did some maybe people that maybe that's why he did it? Stop so, tapping the glass, kid. <laughs> some people get hardcore and like use like egg yolk and everything and hold it. Did it glues? It becomes like freaking concrete. It'll last for days. You just sleep I, with on your side. I need to go there and get, dude. My my uh my frog my our African bullfrog. I actually got him from the East Bay Vivarium. Um, at the but at the San Jose show. Mm-hmm. I just realized. I just remembered that. I I went to yeah, go. I love that show. Um, Riley, Travis Johnson's daughter, was running around the show trying to help me. I had... remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Help me find the um the bullfrog, and and she found it, and I didn't. And as I was like kind of initiating the purchase of this frog, I kind of looked up and saw the guy's shirt and realized, hey, it's the East Bay Vivarium. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> first frog, first kept captive frog. It's just all coming full circle here. Yep, ain't that the truth? Yeah, yeah. Man bullfrogs dude they're so cool mine's doing so well he's gotten to the point where he's starting to croak and like he thinks he's a lion so he's like casting his roar throughout the room he's uh he's pretty sweet dude it's fun um so you your first snakes were were rough green snakes when you got back from Hawaii. you said you had a pair how were you keeping them like what was no when i got back from hawaii rough green snakes when i was four years old i got oh that's right that's right that's right when you came back from hawaii you got something else right the ball python, that was yeah. I, I that kept was some other when snakes besides the rough greens when i was four I, I when i was seven years old um i really wanted a corn snake and actually now i've learned that a rosy rat snake i think is actually a type of corn snake but it's just another dad, one of those common names based on yeah, where you're from sort of thing my dad came back um, home from work one day with you know I, I said i wanted a corn snake and he brought in this rosy rat snake and i was I was excited, but I was also, you know, kind of like little kids, you know, don't have that. Like Eli the other day, one one family bingo Zoom meeting, um, and he wanted the little cash envelope, but there were no more of those either. There was only scratchers, which are still, um, you know, worth, worth something, potentially. But he was, you know, he wasn't excited that he won. He was disappointed that it wasn't what he wanted, which is kind of oh. how it was when my dad brought home that rosy rat snake. I was like, oh, <laughs> like, well, I wanted a corn snake. <laughs> But I still I had that rosy rat snake from the age of seven years old until I moved to Hawaii. Actually, in my early twenties, mid twenties, dang, and uh, you know, just kept it in my in my room with a heat rock, and uh, 
in a tank, just like how what how they you know sold it to you back then. Yeah, yeah. No, that's how I kept my first snakes too, man. Mine was a yeah. California king snake, and I kept it on a combination of decades. I've been keeping snake for decades, man. Come on, heat rocks. That's how it works. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. I uh, I think I had, dude. I don't think I even had heat or anything. I think I just had a glass tank on a bookshelf with blue and green mixed uh, fake sand, a fake plant, a water dish, and a half log hide in a, like a glass fish tank where the lid actually slid in a track. But back then nobody had gotten wise enough to put latches or any sort of locking mechanism. So that King snake got out every time it wanted to for like three years. <laughs> yeah. I had a similar thing. except mine wasn't even like a legitimate snake uh, or, you know, terrarium type tank. It was literally a fish tank. Like it had the little hole where you put the little filter in. Uh, yeah. Where the snake could crawl out of. <laughs> yeah, it was like a freaking highway. Like, a here, you don't need a ladder. Just help yourself. <laughs> Dude, I've oh. heard of horrible, like, you know, back in the day, we didn't have the technology we have now. And, and I have this book right now that focuses on, like, Burmese pythons in the Everglades and this, like, Florida Fish and Wildlife Officers, like, sort of written accounts and things and one of the stories that was in there that stood out to me because it was just so heinous was this guy had a big old, a big old like 10, 12 foot berm and he kept it in like a, you know, 500 gallon fish tank in his living rooms, you know, on cinder blocks. And f- instead of a lid, he just draped a blanket over the top and put bricks <laughs> on the corners and sort of like pulled it taut and like, you know, that'll work. Um, <laughs> And, and he had it for like a week or two, had his buddies come over and watch him feed it. And he fed it twice. And it was so full that it like just didn't try and leave for the first few weeks. And then it was gone. And it, unfortunately it, it ended up like attacking his kid and he got it off of him. But like, dude, oh, that's, that's, that's a horrible that's, story. But like, <laughs> I just remembered that the ending was really not great as I was saying it. Cause like that was the whole point of it in the book. <laughs> Sorry. But anyway, if you think about, if you forget the end, forget the end, forget that part, and just think about the guy oh, putting it in a, you know what I mean? Like, that's how it was done. Like, fish tank, yeah. and you make your own lid if you're, you're lucky, you know? Yeah, yeah. I remember stacking all of my school books on top of the uh, thing. Oh, my God. I've so done that on King Snake cages. Oh. Like, this freaking snake keeps escaping. One yeah. more book. Yeah. Dude, so... <laughs> Another book. The, the the tank that I had, it had a sliding lid, but no latch. And so the snake, what he would do is he would he would climb up the corner, get uh, right up on the edge of the lid, right where the the sliding, you know, the front at the, the end of the entrance. And he would basically run his whole body the length of it and just sort of roll his muscles in until he wig- wiggled it open and he'd fall out and disappear. And as soon yeah. as I started figuring that out, well, I started taping it. Well, I was like eight, nine. Uh, I didn't know anything about tape, so scotch tape ain't going to hold a uh, king snake, I'll tell you that. It doesn't matter how many layers you wrap around the whole damn tank, you're going to get out. So um, one day he he was gone for like two months, right? And I was like, ah, oh, he's gone, you know? And uh, we hear um, we hear my neighbor screaming the, the duplex next to us, and we run over there, my dad and my brother and I, and uh, her front door was open and we we're friendly with her and her son. And uh, we run into the back through because it's the same layout. And she's standing in the 
the back uh, porchway into the backyard and she's freaking out and there's my snake on the ground. And as I'm grabbing it, she says, the snake fell off the roof as I'm walking out of the backyard and it landed on my arm and I freaked out. And I was like, oh, thanks. Bye. And I ran <laughs> off while my dad explained, you know, what was going on. And I just put him back in his tank and went back to, you know, playing Nintendo or whatever it was, you know. So um, but that thing eventually got out for the last time once in his native habitat. And I never saw him again. And that's, you know, that's how you kept snakes Back in the 90s, I guess. How the cookie crumbles. Yes, right. exactly. So so you've you've had your fair share of, of learning learning curves and dealing with, you know, the less than ideal stuff when we were all growing up. We all have those experiences and we you know, for those of us who are older than twenty, you know, we know that sort of lifestyle. But then you came I'm back from still, Hawaii. I'm still learning curve in it, man. I, I didn't Well that's even the know. only way to be. Yeah. I yeah. didn't, I didn't know. So the first snake I got back when I want, I wanted a Python, I knew I wanted a ball Python because I had a buddy that had a ball Python too. When I, when I still had my snake and I was, I just was always impressed with the, the wide head, like that transition from the neck to the wide head. Well, you know, all my life, you always want what you don't have. Right. And all the colubri, you know, the rat snake and then the king snakes I kept growing up. They've got that sure. head straight to neck, almost no transition. You know, it's like, like a, yeah. a skinny, skinny guy or something. And yeah, uh, yeah. no, no head muscle going on. I thought I was, and they got smooth, these nice, super smooth, soft scales instead of these keeled things that are all yeah. rough. I'm well, not the king snakes have keel snails, but uh, scales, but ball python, baby ball python in particular is just so smooth feeling in your hands. Yeah. And so I went there and had no idea what I was looking at. And I was like, um, I was like, well, yeah, I, I want a male because I, I don't, my wife doesn't want it to get too big. And, uh, <laughs> and then there's, let's see, there's a fire. Ooh, fire is, I love fire. Uh, there's a- <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was that kid too. That's why my mom never left me home alone. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, then you, you show me some different ones. We checked a few that out. That sounded then- like me. Oh, God. <laughs> like, eventually settle on this, uh, this hypo pinstripe male ball python who's sitting right next to me right now actually he's here Hello, carl here. yeah carl you even know his name see that's why we're friends carl's um, an og i know Carl. yeah he's an OG. he's he's a hypo pinstripe he's he's right there and that was the first snake i got when i moved back from hawaii and then back. that's cool man yeah and uh then the second snake i got how long ago was that that was we moved back in 2014 because Noah was born 2013. We moved back right before Noah's first birthday. So it was um, in March of 2014. I met you that following year because Noah was like two. Um, yeah, Pomona. The 2015 January yeah. Pomona was the first uh, reptile show. Yeah. Everyone. yeah. Damn. That's so cool, man. Yeah. yeah That's, that's crazy. Cool. To put it in perspective, what you've done... I mean, in just five years, in just five years, you know, for the community. And I mean, not, not to, not to completely, well, six, yeah. Not to derail the conversation in terms of um, what we're, you know, where we're going with it. But I think that's just awesome, man. If you think about the accomplishments that you've done, um, you know, I know you don't like focusing on, on yourself about stuff like that, but really the influence that you've had with the reptile community, all from, that one ball python so it's like 
as much shit as people like to give, you know, ball python keepers and that teasing and whatever, you know, even I do it. Yeah, it's Think fun. about that though. Yeah, it is. It's fun. It's 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 all in good fun. But if had you not had that focus on that species and to go in that direction, it's just kind of just it's just one of those things where I always think about life like that. Like, what if I had not made that decision? Where would I be now? Or what if I did make that decision, but then change something up? I don't know. It's kind of cool. Maybe it's just the two beers talking. I don't know. <laughs> well, I got I got you by a couple whiskeys there. I think those are rookie numbers, Andy. You got to beef those up. <laughs> I, I, I appreciate what you're saying. I appreciate what you're saying, man. Um, I'm just I'm just doing my thing, man. Like I said, learning curve. You know, it's a constant learning. Yeah. Curve. I was also also so getting those first snakes was also learning how to navigate social media for me because I didn't spend Ooh, a lot of time there point. either. Like I was cruising around playing music and doing shows you know i had a i had a facebook account that i'd post every now and then if i had a cool picture or something but i wasn't spending any time in any forums or groups until i found uh snake forums and, and groups um on social media and so at the same time i was getting back into snake keeping i was also learning to navigate communicating with people over the internet about stuff and um, well, and and how nerve-wracking is it the first time you make an online sale for a snake where you're supposed to send the money ahead of time and entrust the seller to send you the animal that they say so they're sending you. It, it like for be, me, that was nervous. Sure, sure. I can imagine. I didn't do that for a long time. So after I got that ball python at the East Bay Vivarium, I got a coral glow uh, female at the small Tracy show, which is also where um, I met Brian Gundy in person for the first time. Uh, and but it was from a different. I got it from a guy named Twenty uh, Twenty Nine Snakes. TJ was the name of his. Uh, his thing, 29 snakes. Yeah. And a uh, coral glow female I got there. And then the next like four snakes I got were, for, was actually from freedom breeder. Cause I, I bought Kevin McCurley's book and I was reading all about that stuff. And then Lindy's name's in there with freedom breeder, as far as the racks being a great way to keep ball pythons. Uh, Cause I was doing all this research and looking for the, these things. And I went to go order online the, the rack, this little 10, 10 racket that I still got sitting in front of me here. And, uh, he, Jeff at the time he called back, you know, after I placed the order and like paid for it basically online. And he said, just arranging for shipping. And that's when I found out where they actually were located. And he's like, Oh, I'll just have my dad drop it off at your house on his way home. I was like, Whoa. Yeah. That's so dope. That sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys are where? Oh, you guys have snakes? Yeah, well, I'm gonna come out and pick some out then. And then so I went out there to pick out some the next four ball pythons that I got. And then the first online purchase I made was actually from uh Ben Rennick and I had done plenty of research at that point and he seemed like a pretty reputable person to get a snake from. So I was oh I've skipped over uh the clown pie that I got from Colette Sutherland, which is the at the Pomona show. That was the whole reason I went to that Pomona show was to pick up the snake. Oh. I, I was like, I'll yeah. just I was like, she's like she says she was coming to that show. I was like, Well, can I just come meet you there, cash, and we'll just do the exchange there? And she's like, Yeah, that's fine. I was like, sweet. Perfect. That's yeah, awesome. I remember you 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 telling me that story for the first time, however many years back, and just thinking like, dude, I mean, what a way to go big and your first your first one, like you know, really getting in getting into it and putting everything you have behind it and really just believing in yourself and going big from the start, like. Well, was my, I'll, I'll, you can call it that. I'll call it stupidity. I just, oh, uh, no. <laughs> I don't I just, know, man. It seems like it worked out. So how stupid was what? it? yeah why why stupid why do you think that well because it was i just really liked the way that snake looked and then i oh so you weren't really you're not talking you're you're 
weren't well, considering the genetics or what? Yeah, the genetics too, sure. But I, I did like Pied was the first ball python where I was like, whoa, what the hell is that? And then yeah. Clown was the next one. And Clown is still my favorite ball python um, morph. And to have them both in the same snake and just the way it looked, this particular animal too, like the way she looks and, and the amount of pattern she has and like her little F hole that looks like a little violin cut out uh, that's on her right. back. Yeah, I always no, look at she's it beautiful. Um, and so that, and the, but the price tag was like, I looked at it and I was like, what the fuck? I was like, of course. And my mom always told me this. Too. Like, you know, you've got expensive taste. I hope you do something that makes a lot of money. <laughs> I heard that before. <laughs> yeah, so have I. So I was like, oh, whatever. I want it. I yep, want it. Exactly. I got the money. I'll find it. There it is. Yep, there it is. Cash. Here we go. <laughs> That's funny. That's I don't care stuff. how stupid I, I am. <laughs> I want that snake. Yep. Yeah, man. That's a big but, deal. Well, you know, life life is short, man. Uh, you guys know this. I say it all the time, too. It, it, it just is. It's a fact. You got to enjoy what you're doing here while you're doing it. Otherwise, you're wasting your goddamn time. And yeah. uh, I wanted that snake, yeah. and it made my life, to your point, to your, your little touche that I threw you. I mean, that <laughs> has led to a yeah. a very it, – it's been good, dude. It's, it's a good time. Like, uh, I can still find things to complain about. Don't get me wrong, but – Yeah, we all have those moments, man. I mean, but overall, I think just thinking about the collection that you have now and how it's how it has evolved over the years, too, and and just some of the different breeding projects and some of the different influences that you've had that that have been able to inject, you know, uh, their influence uh, or their other genetics to 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 expand on your on your projects i think is just one of the one of the awesome things about this hobby is that you've met awesome people that have helped kind of you know guide you in a way and um even though now looking back you're like oh god that was a mistake or oh this was a mistake but that's how we all learn riley and i've talked about it on the show multiple times even like animals or species like entire species i've started with before and i'm just like okay this is this is not for me. This I'm getting out of these like ASAP, you know, it happens. And then other times you get other ones that just stick with you. And, and, but you knew right away, you wanted ball pythons for me. I had ball pythons before. I still have some, um, they're my sons. I mean, I, I, but it's never been for me. Like personally, it hasn't been like a driving force towards producing any, or I love them. I actually love ball pythons, but I've never been one that has wanted to, to like, go down that rabbit hole of the genetics and the breeding projects. Cause man, it's, it's hard enough just keeping track of, of other morphs in, in other. Oh, it, uh, it's endless. Right. I, I mean, it's just, it's like, today. Oh my gosh. I saw some snakes today. Somebody posted. And I was like, well, there's what is definitely, it? <laughs> there's definitely spider in there, but what else? I can't tell. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, and I, I think, I think part of it just goes to, to, just how passionate people have become about the reptile hobby and how fun, how much fun they're having just playing with the genetics. I mean, more often than not, you know, it's like that, that's a hard thing for me still. I I still go to Travis like all the time when it comes to like, I mean, even the carpet genetics or I'm like going to him and be like, okay, explain this to me again. (laughs) And he just kind of rolls his eyes like, Oh my God, Andy. 
Um, but there are a lot of people out there that are great at it. They're awesome at genetics and they're able to, to break it down for people. And I think it's an awesome thing for, for people, other people to enjoy kids seeing I've had kids that are like 10 years old, educating me at a show. Um, I'm sitting at my table or whatever. They're chatting with me and they're talking genetics. And I'm like, Holy crap, dude, you need to plan my next round of, of breeding projects. Like, damn. And I, how cool is that though? Because they're getting that from videos like yours. They're getting that from, uh, you know, watching other YouTubers and, uh, and that's a lot of influence that, that you have on the future generation of the reptile hobby, in my opinion. So, and if that's what, if that's what brings them in ball pythons and genetics, like shit, man, that's awesome. Hey, I mean, what's wrong with that? You know, uh, not much. I mean, you can find something wrong with anything, you know, and there's, there's always a, a side to something that's going to have a negative impact. That's just the way the world works. But um, yeah, this is what it is. My, my retics are going nuts right now for some reason. All of them. They're, I don't know what's happening. I don't it's usually. It's your pheromones. Yeah, I don't usually drink whiskey. In the, well, I guess when I'm doing a podcast, <laughs> but I do come down here and sit. They're going off though. And that's the, that's the next thing I'd like to do as far as. So I, I haven't really been adding any animals so much. I mean, I've got a cool variety of species at this point, And scrub pythons have kind of become my favorite python. Um, those that will hopefully be um be producing at some point I mean, i'm not really rushing i did throw them together just see what would happen a couple times but then i then i backed off of it i was like oh, i'll just wait till next year and i've got the indigos and then several other python species but what i'd really like to do is get to a point where i can expand because i got what is considered i guess the industry standard for the enclosures for the retics but that was i i want to i want to have some bigger enclosures so i need to i'm taking slower steps to get to where I can have much larger enclosures for the, mm. these retakes in particular and all the snakes, but, um, and to be able to walk in and have more naturalistic enclosures. Cause when I was first getting back from Hawaii, I was learning about all the, the sanitary ways, ways to keep them for breeding and stuff. And you know, what, what works there. And so that's what I invested heavily in and I'll, I'll still do more of that, but I really do want to have some very naturalistic enclosures as well just for my my own enjoyment like a, a cage that I, an enclosure that i can walk into especially with these snakes that have these retics that i've raised as babies and are yeah. super gentle like there's there would be no issue with me walking into their enclosure type of thing yeah. i would just love that so much dude there's this huge enormous the, the biggest retic enclosure i've ever seen at uh this place called reptilia up in canada and the it's it's just enormous. It's this I think enormous enclosure, right on your vlog. Yeah, yeah, I filmed it a little bit yeah. on, on the vlog. Yeah. It's just I want yep. that. I just I just want that. Yeah, for sure. That. <laughs> that would be that would be that would for sure that would be incredible. That would be awesome. It's pretty just sweet go, like, to be able to lounge in a chair. Walk. Just go drink whiskey inside the enclosure. <laughs> yeah, it's, right. It's pretty sweet to be able to walk into uh, an enclosure with an animal and just like yeah, dude, uh, you working I'm at just the zoo. Stand in here. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool, man. I'd I'd love to come uh I know when you were down in Santa Barbara we had talked about maybe uh being able to come down there and check out some some stuff at some point. But man, I'd love to go behind the scenes at the at the zoo with you sometime, man, if that's ever yeah. possible. Yeah, man. I'm sure we can figure something out right now. The the publicity of of the zoo is kind of like crucial, you know what I mean? So like showing things off and keeping people excited about it while everybody sort of like closed down for the time being is, is actually really kind of like an important lifeline. Um, and we do have, you know, behind the scenes tours and stuff like that, but you know, with a bunch of layoffs and everybody kind of being like stuck in 
kind of like skeleton crew, I'm sure there's some benefit to be had for, for the, the zoo as an organization to, to do something like that. So, well, if it, if it's something that can happen, man, I'll make the drive. I mean, I, I've been staying yeah, fairly I would, well. I would I'm love to. People, you know, I'm, I'm clear. I'll, yeah. I'll get tested or whatever needs to happen, you know? Yeah. Who knows, man? Like I, I'm sure, uh, I'm sure I could, you know, see what's possible, but you know, no promises, but like, yeah, absolutely. Like I'm, I fully agree. Like I understand why there's a lot of liability in what zoos do put out there as far as like social media goes. And it's like a very controlled, uh, aspect of everything. Um, just cause you know, Oh, sure. Like and anytime anybody has reservations, anytime anybody has reservations like that, which has happened a couple times on a handful of the interviews I've done where people kind of would want to see what, what it is. I like, well, I'll send you a complete draft of whatever it is that's going to go out. Yeah. before anything goes public and you can look at it and, and watch it back and be like, okay, can we maybe take this part out or something or, or, you know, and, and I've, oh, yeah. I'm always complicating in that way. Oh, you know me, man. I like to play, I like to sit right in the middle of the fence, right? As far as, uh, the AZA world and the hobbyist side, uh, the public side, public sector, whatever you want to call it. I, I ride that fence 24 seven. Like that is my life is, is, bouncing across the fence all day every day because i do both all day every day so um, we need that man we need that dude it's it's really it's a really tough place to be because both sides have so much to offer and so much merit yet such polar opposite approaches in some ways but it's kind of like politics, you know, like Democrats and Republicans, they want the same ends, just the means to those ends are very different. Right. And, sure. and it's, it's kind of split in hairs and, and there's been a lot of history that justifies why there's trepidation and, and caution and things like that. And it's understandable because, you know, perception is reality for, for the general public. And so like the portrayal of things has to be spot on or, you know, as, as close to it. And, and it's definitely easy to do in some respects, as long as, you know, there's a lot of transparency and good communication, but I, I see the potential night and day yeah, for I, it. I've, I've seen that on the, uh, on there's a, there's that third, third wheel as well. The, uh, the academic side of things mm-hmm. is kind of like that third, if there's a trifecta of reptile keeping, you know, it's zoo, uh, private hobbyist keepers and then the academic side that's like the the triangle right. well and, if um, there was ever a time for video digital media production um to bring people in closer and see it it's now when oh yeah social distancing prevents that you know what i mean so yeah some people are better at it than others. <laughs> I mean, social distancing, that is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no kidding. The, uh, the, the, um, I was about to say something, Brian, but I was just like, it's your show. Oh, I just, I knew, I knew where your brain went with that. And I was like, oh, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say that. Well, no, dude. it was literally, I'll tell you exactly where my, where, what I meant with that, what I was thinking of when I said that. Jimmy Cruz finally came over to my house last weekend. Like, I've been inviting <laughs> that guy to my house for years. Years I've been inviting him over and he always like, it never shows up. And then, and then now that we're supposed to be saying 
staying uh, socially or physically distant. Here he is. Jimmy's too bougie, man. He's too bougie. He doesn't want to be going to people's <laughs> places. I, I, my name's Jimmy Cruz. I don't go places like that. Because he, he can't go anywhere and buy his pop dolls or Jordans. So he's just like, he's got to get out of the house somehow. Just tell him. Just tell him you've got some unicorn slippers for you for him, and he'll be there in a heartbeat. <laughs> I miss Jimmy, bro. I miss Jimmy, Me man. Tell him too. I said what's up. Oh, oh my god. So, so what happened? So Jimmy came over, and what happened? He he came over. I'm not going to go over the full details because I'll get crucified for not social distancing. Oh yeah. No, I, no. you know no, what? We, we hugged it out. We I, hugged it out. I I wouldn't social distance myself from Jimmy either, man. <laughs> well, he's the one that's bad at it. He's like just comes over. Like what, first time I left the house after the whole thing happened, I went up to Freedom Breeder to record some episodes, and Jimmy's like right there up in my grill. I was like, dude, <laughs> <laughs> six feet, bro. <laughs> six feet, Jimmy. Damn, bro. Didn't you finish school, homie? Come on. <laughs> God dang, man. Oh, uh, reptile rooms, man. I've been trying to go film his spot, but he like he keeps moving or something always comes up when I'm like finally going to go do the the Jimmy interview. Actually, you too, Andy. You guys are both. I, 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 we're talking about Jimmy right now, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> I've been trying to go to your place longer than Jimmy's. <laughs> you have, man. You have. And I know I've, I've been I've been throwing you curveballs left and right. You know, I just want to know how much you really want me. That's all. Okay. Uh, you know, there is a point no, you know what's funny, though? Speaking of speaking. of OK, so so to give everybody like a, a, a sh- very short uh, summary of what Brian's getting at is when I first moved. Uh, oh, I take that back, man. You've been trying to come go to my place since I was living out in the marina place yeah. out in the other room. Okay. Yeah, you're right. So, but when I did move and I got here, like there was, it, the dust had not even settled yet. And there was like nothing in place, nothing was organized. And, and then I was like, yeah, you know what? Whatever. It is what it is. H- have them come over. And then work got in the way. That seems to be my my downfall, like a lot with work. But you mean your then excuse? the next? Yeah, I mean if it if it What's, gets in the way, it gets in the oh, way for me, you. man. <laughs> no, it's all good, man. If it's true though. <laughs> but then the next the le- the last time that you were going to come over, um, I remember that, dude, and I I could not get out of the office, and you were only like half an hour away or forty five minutes away, and I was like, oh, we can't meet. But it wasn't even to film. It was just going to be to hang out and like have a beer or something like that. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Well, I don't even remember what I was doing. You were just passing through town. You, you were like, "Hey, I'm going to swing through town. Let's meet up for lunch real quick." And I was like, "Yeah, that'll be perfect. Not a problem." Like I'm like, you know, my day is like totally free. And like half hour before we meet, I'm like, "Uh, plans changed. I can't go." Um, but yeah, it's like I haven't I haven't wanted to do anything. I haven't the first time I filmed anything in my reptile room was right before we started doing the reptile room podcast. I did like a short little video snippet of the room to just show people like, look, man, this is why I haven't shown it off because it's not finished. It's like, I don't know. It's just this weird, like uh insecurity oh, yeah, thing dude. about it ha- being an unfinished room. You know, you used hey, to I, actually I, do. Uh, yeah. I, now that you mentioned it, you used to do some YouTube things, some unboxing, some talking yeah. stuff. And yeah, Brian, yeah. I didn't mean to cut you off, but go ahead and say what you're going to say. Cause it's totally relevant. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, the, uh, the, the, yeah, wall. the YouTube videos, the, our, our, uh, our reptile lifestyle. Yeah. 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 And Brian, and the, your the, last wall. 
<laughs> yeah, my last wall. I finally painted it. It's only been uh, two and a half years since I built this room. Yeah, last week but I finally painted how, the last wall. <laughs> how cool! How cool would it have been though if if we we could have actually just done like a? I mean, you and I we live so close to each other. We're only a couple hours away from each other, and it's like, had I just been more transparent about it and just been like, dude, come on over. I'll show you the collection. The room is, it is what it is. There's no hiding it. And it would have been a cool, a cool series almost to be like, oh, look, the transition of the room from, you know, this date to this date. Looking back, like I regret it. Like, oh, dude, we should have just made it happen versus being insecure about it. And then it would have just been a cool experience. You know, people are going to hate no matter what, dude, even if it was finished and beautiful and perfect in my eyes, somebody's always like exactly what you just said. Somebody's always going to find a fault in something in this world. And if we harp on that all the time, then we end up, we end up being the same people, the same kind of people, you know? So I'll, um, I will say though, man, that, as of late, you know, I don't want to, I'm not trying to toot my own horn there. I'm trying to invite some, I'm inviting a tiny bit of hate. I, uh, I, I scroll through my comments, I read all my comments and there ain't, there ain't no hate out there, man. I don't know what's happening. I don't know what's happening. Everybody's warming <laughs> bubbly down in my comment section. I, I'm reading through, I'm reading through, and everything's just all warm. And you must be, you must be ignoring time. my comments. Uh, <laughs> uh, maybe you're permanently blocked or something. I don't even see them. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought we already established the formula: more of Riley in your show equals more thumbs downs. That the the most dislikes I ever got on a video. Well, it. At that time, at, the, at, that, at that time, time. at the time, was it walking the Sacramento show? No, no, that that, that one didn't. No, that one was fine. This was before no, that. Was before before that. that. Oh, okay. I, I think it was when you had your no. When was it? I think it was just coming over to your place. Maybe I don't remember what it was. All I know that, that yes, it it was indeed the most dislikes I had gotten on a video to date. Was uh, I think you? Right. I think you started out with like a dozen or two dislikes before you even got your first thumbs up on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, this is unprecedented. I'm going to have to blame you, Riley. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I felt special. I mean, I don't, even remember what the, I don't remember what the Trust me, was. bro. You are definitely special. <laughs> are you guys still making fun of Arkansas? Make hey, fun of who? That's not nice. I, I thought I heard something about Arkansas one, guys opening. Oh, yeah, yeah. Arkansas. Yeah. And then that's out with the uh, dueling banjos. <laughs> as far as I know, that place doesn't even exist. It's just, somebody drew a, a shape on a map and it's there, but I had never seen it. <laughs> I've got a really good friend from Arkansas. And he is a scholar and a gentleman. Is that um, and only has one tooth? I take offense. Where's my where's my offended shirt? I have a shirt that says I'm offended on it somewhere. I need to find that thing. Where is that? You should thing? wear it I in need your, one of those. Shirts. You should wear it in your complaint corner. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I, I I love that you watch the videos, dude. That's so that's so. Because yeah, yeah, it's man. hard. It, sometimes it's hard to watch videos of people that you actually know in real life. It's like I know this this dude. I know this guy. What is this video? What is this this is bullshit? I'm not watching this. <laughs> I actually find it easier to watch videos with people that I know. Uh, I I agree. I don't know. Yeah. I'm just I'm just messing around. But uh, we'll we'll stop messing around, Brian. All right, let's get. Hey, you know what's I, I speaking of watching videos? It's funny enough that you mentioned that though. Is that I think I saw your videos more when I was on Facebook though. 
Mm. Like I'm not on Facebook much anymore. I, I don't post too much to Facebook because Facebook and YouTube are mortal enemies. Yeah, but they, but you'd have wouldn't you have links to them before? Yeah, yeah, on occasion, on occasion, I yeah. Put some. I, I still do. I still do put them up there. But literally, Facebook and YouTube are like. I mean, you know, one's owned by one is one is Facebook. Yeah, and the other yeah, one is sure. uh, owned by Google, and they don't really. They, they don't, yeah, they don't like they, each other. Yeah, they, they, they don't go want, they out of their people. way to make the algorithm not favorable for the other side. Yeah, because they don't want people jumping ship going to a different platform. They want people on their own platform. They don't want them. Well, it's like how the Facebook will how they play their YouTube videos through the Facebook player or their Facebook wall player or whatever, so that they're getting the they're getting the feed or something. I don't know. It's it was weird. I was watching. It is very and, weird. Well, I mean, it makes perfect sense. They're, they're companies. It does. It makes money. it makes sense that they're getting the the data is being fed through the Facebook servers, and they don't have to give any credit to the YouTube servers for the uh, whatever. We don't Sibling need to go down that rivalry. stupid. Rivalry. Yes, exactly. So yeah. there was this. There was a there was a a, a remark made a, a couple minutes ago, um, when we were talking about sort of you know, the earlier years of the show and getting and getting to meet in. And at one point it was mentioned when you were first getting into your ball pythons and kind of building things and going, I don't know if, if your like most recent surge of followers have all gone back through the archives of your videos and like gone back to the early days and day one and like just kind of caught up to, to see your trajectory. But for those who don't know, I remember those days, man. Brings back Dude, so at your last place, you were renting, um, and yeah. you had, like, the downstairs and the upstairs, and, like, your family on the other half of the house, and there's this beautiful part of the area, not too far from where you're at now, but, like, you know, similar, nice and rural, and um, you had this big old walk-in closet. You go upstairs, there's, like, the, the bed and office area, your freezer, you had this big area where you put those cages in right when you first got them. They miraculously fit like one oh, inch yeah. below the ceiling and Travis helped you move those in. A pencil. You could better Yeah, a I remember. I remember. Like you were laying in the cage installing the first heat panels and I filmed it for you. And at the time, you go behind the wall there and it was that big walk-in closet with a sliding door. And that was where you had your first rack or even at one point two racks in there and an incubator. Um, and, and if anybody who's listening goes back and, and digs through some of your earlier videos and scrolls all the way down, you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. But at one point you were just filming in your freaking closet, dude. <laughs> oh, yeah. and, and nobody I, realized it for a while. I didn't realize I, that nobody realized it. I mean, I, I definitely, I didn't realize it <laughs> for a long time, bro. I was like, Holy crap. That's crazy. Yeah, I mean, well, you had the years. lighting and the sound down, dude. That was why. You, know really, you know what really helped that I realized this after I moved out of the closet? What helped with that sound is the fact that my wife's clothes were dampening. Yes. The acoustics in there was, mm-hmm. yeah. Because all those clothes soaking up all that ba- background bounce echo. Once I Absolutely. moved out of there, I was like, what is it? Why does it sound so horrible now? Oh, hey. Not closet anymore. Sounds- <laughs> so when did you honey, come out of the honey, closet? Honey, I need to borrow your... Yeah, exactly. When you come out of the closet. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Uh, but yeah, dude, I remember. I remember that era, if you will, because um, that was, you know, that was probably what that was the start. Twenty fourteen, twenty fifteen. Yeah, that yeah. was. Those were your it's founding moments. My first, 
one of my first videos in that closet is actually with uh, my buddy Mike and Sam were in town doing a show and they came in and they're, you know, they grew up in Hawaii. They're not used to snakes and they came in and hung out. With I remember them. that video. Yeah, yeah dude. And, and it's so that was a good video. Cause Mike's like an international music superstar now. And, uh, I mean, he was doing, he's still doing well then, but it's just funny. I remember a few people found the video. They're like, why is Mike love in your snake room? Why is your yeah, snake room right? <laughs> first time I turned it so that you can see besides just the racks and it's like Hillary's clothes and, and Mikey holding snakes. <laughs> yep. Dude. Yeah, that was cool. That was cool though. I, I think, I think it gave people, well, I mean, and that goes into the, your history too, of the, of your music. And that's such a huge part of who you are. And I, I don't know. Music For me, Mondays back, man. Music Mondays are coming back. I'm recording. Yeah. I'm recording music. I'm making uh, original songs to put into the into the sh- videos and stuff. And awesome, good. We actually that's your got that's part of your therapy, man. Yeah, it is. It really is. We yeah. actually just got a piano. I'm going to start teaching Noah to read music this week. Um, Ooh, and I'll start putting some of that piano playing into some of the videos as well. And uh, and all of Triple B, oh yeah, all of the Triple B intro and outro music. I, I recorded all that stuff, you know, the, the heavy stuff, and then the the more acoustic light stuff coming out of the outro. It's all it's all me just sitting in front of the computer with a guitar and recording stuff. Just let it rip. Let it rip. Let it rip, man. Yeah. I've got some really cool stuff coming out. There's like diss tracks and stuff. There's, it's going to be so much fun. I'm really excited for your your diss track in particular. <laughs> Come on. I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> there's only gonna... there's like maybe three people that know about this disc track and and one of the people is the person that's in the disc that's <laughs> that's being dissed yeah yeah they're the first yeah. to know about it that's the way that's the way i roll i don't make disc tracks and without telling people it's like yeah so you, you don't want to drop a surprise on them just be like hey by the way i'm gonna be talking shit about you so <laughs> Just uh, listen up, and I'm, I'm this is when it's coming it. out. I'm excited. For it. <laughs> yeah, it, it's going to be monumental. You know, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. You know, and and when it comes out, um, I just want you to remember that I'm the first to say you should have started a record earlier, and you should have this ready to go because when Weird Al hits you up and is like, "Hey, man, we got to talk," you should be like. <laughs> Nah, bro, you're old news. I'm the new wave. Sorry. <laughs> and I'm going to self-promote like Afro Man. And, oh, my God. You know, thanks for the chat. Bye. And self-produce. And there you go. I don't got time for you. I'll definitely be self-produced. Whatever I do. I'll, whatever it is. Whatever man. it is I do, it'll be self-produced. You can almost, you can pretty much count on that. Yeah, there's, no, uh, there's no, there's yeah. no. Publicity firm out of the back of a Chevrolet van. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Oh man, yeah, no, dude. The the early years, the 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 closet years, we'll call it. Those were those were formative years. Um, Great. How how difficult was it for Hillary? How how difficult was it for you to convince her to be cool with it? That that was one of the questions that Riley had on the outline. I really want. I was curious to. Like that's always for us as a family, man, you know, we're married for people that it, that's a, that's a huge polarizing uh, topic for some people because it could be either it's like, it's, it almost seems like it's a, it's like a gas gauge, man. It's like, you can have like full support, hundred percent, boom, go for it. Or it can, it could really be a, a, 
a, a very difficult thing to navigate for some marriages. Well, so I'm I, just curious. I definitely have an auntie who will not come in anywhere near my snake room, no matter what. And one time she was out of town and my other auntie was there watching her kids while her and her and my uncle were out on a little vacation and her kids love my snakes. So I brought the snakes over to her house. Um, she wasn't there, you know, she's out of town. I just, with the kids yeah. now with, she found out later that I had brought my oh, to her house <laughs> and she let me have it, dude. I was like, oh, like dude, no. you weren't even, and she just like came up with all these analogies as to why, like it was not that it was not the right thing to do. And I was like, damn, but, um, but Hillary grew up, my wife grew up uh, having nightmares about worms and snakes. Um, but that, so it's kind of a testament to how much she really does love me. <laughs> <laughs> our, our women tolerate us so much. Oh, dude. Yeah. I don't know, I, what, like, what did we do in our lives to deserve the women that we have? Seriously, bro. I don't know, dude. I couldn't really tell I, exactly. I'd like I know. to say that I, you know, I do have good intentions for the the planet. Maybe that's where it's, uh, yeah, baby, for people of the world. Maybe, but, but I mean, she holds snakes now. Though, like she she holds retics. You know, she's cleaned retics on her own. She uh she loves the ball pythons. You know, they're her favorite because they're super chill. Um, so you know, she definitely overcame, and she's intelligent. You know, she's she's open minded. So you know, it wasn't it didn't take a whole lot of convincing. And there's always these little steps along the way. She's like, I'm the one thing I won't do. She does. She doesn't want to clean poop. Although she went, she, she went back on that one. <laughs> she, didn't, <laughs> she didn't want to deal with the rodents. Didn't want to breed rats. Didn't want to feed snakes. And so she yep. hasn't, she hasn't done that. But when we we're still in the closet days, there was an incident where uh, I hadn't quite learned that when you're doing because i i grew up feeding uh live prey so i didn't this frozen thought thing was new to me when i came back i didn't i i learned the hard way that you don't want to heat them up right away you want to let them thaw you know not on heat oh, so no. we, we had gone to a family oh, no. party and i had some thawing in the room on the little heat oh no you didn't and one of them when we we'll get i walked in and was like we came back to the party later than i thought we were going to so they're sat in that heat kind of a lot longer than i had planned on them being there and uh, oh, went to go move them. and you know one of them kind of exploded on her clothes oh, oh no. And she like walked in the closet right as it was happening, right? Like right as the closet. Like, oh, oh. What is that? What is that? Is that is that a rat? Is that a rat? Is that a rat on my clothes? Oh, I, was like, no. I was like, I maybe I don't I'm sorry. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to figure it out too. Come on, we're in this together. Right? Oh, Brian, bro. God. You survived that Dude, one. I Damn. Slept in the bed that night. Okay. Oh my God. She's a, she's a good girl. <laughs> yeah, for sure she is, man. She's awesome. She's such a cool, cool lady. Oh man. Damn. Oh, that's, that's horrible. That's oh, that's br- that is brutal. It was pretty yeah. bad. I, I, I mean, I I gagged a little bit, but not even my. Oh hell yeah! That's <laughs> dude. One time, uh, one, <laughs> one time uh, in the middle of the night when uh, when I was living in Summerlin uh, before we moved up to. Uh, Sacramento here, Rachel and I had been together for maybe a year, year and a half. And, uh, it was, it was like two in the morning. We were asleep and I had the, the master bedroom in that, that house. So I just put snake cages and racks everywhere. And I had a a 41 quart rack next to the bed and kind of like the fifth slot up at that time, which was like right at the top part of the bed where, you know, the surface is. 
uh, I had the very first ball python that I ever had sitting there and I still have her. And, um, basically right at head height, middle of the night, I just wake up to the sound of <laughs> and, and it, it startles me awake because my head is about six inches from this rack and and I just go wide-eyed and I hear Rachel stir next to me and she rolls over and I look over and she's wide awake too. She goes, did that snake just crap us both awake? <laughs> And I just kind of was like, eh. and before I could get anything out, the smell hit. And I was like, oh. I'm going to clean that now. Sorry. Yeah. Go back to sleep. And and she didn't stay the next night uh, <laughs> at my place. So I like I kind of had to do some cooking and, you know, like earn a trust back and be like, trust me, this won't be a normal thing. <laughs> so. Little did she know it's yeah, it's a normal be very thing. Normal. that is going to be very normal. <laughs> the new normal. <laughs> there is no normal in this household. Let me tell you. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so, so you had, you, you had the snakes in the closet for a little while. You had a rat explode on your wife's clothes. Oh my God. You had, you had the kids growing up at a certain point and you're getting, you're getting ready to, to bring number three into the world. And, and you move into your new spot. Um, Dude, I, I had another video that, that I put up one time. Um, and I don't know what I was thinking. In fact, Garrett went back and watched it like later in the years. He's like, what am I watching? Why did you put this up? Like, it was just a, a video of me trying to, I think Hillary was at work. And I had, it was just Noah and Eli still. We didn't have Leia yet. But Eli was just a baby. And I was like, nursing Eli. I had Eli in the little, uh, you know, front facing harness, like backpack strap where he's like the little, I forget what they call them, but they sit. The, the, the kids baby Bjorn thing. Baby Bjorn thing. Yeah. And then yeah. I'm trying to teach Noah how to feed a snake and trying to help him figure out the tongs and like, and get the snake fed. And I'm, I've got a bottle in Eli's face with him on the front of me. Cause Noah keeps dropping the rat off the tongs. You know, <laughs> it's a ball. I think, trying to I think I remember that one too. <laughs> and oh I, just, my I was God. so frustrated. And I was like, I think, uh, I, I don't know. I, that was, I guess that was a precursor of just how raw some of my videos would maybe get as far as just not caring. As, not, 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 not caring, but not, a. Not care what anybody thought about what it was I was putting up. Like, hey, this is reality. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's life. That's your life, man. That's it. Is, you know what though? But nobody can nobody can fault you for that though. I mean, that's oh, you they put up authentic. Well, they could try, but I mean, that's your authentic life, right? So it's it is what it is. It's what it is, bro. Did you watch the new Seinfeld stand up? <laughs> Probably not, because you just said it is what it is. <laughs> Uh, I did. I did not. I did not. <laughs> you should watch it now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. Just watch it. Yes. Yeah, so okay. All right. New house. Yeah. Moving into the new house with the uh, this the new snake room. This was. So we're still renting. I don't. I don't own. I would like to own a place eventually, but we are still renting here. And uh, when we went to go meet the guy uh, to sign, you know, because he he liked us as tenants. Uh, he we were the ones he pick to sign and get keys and the day we were doing that we were kind of walking around and i could tell he was a cool guy you know that's why i was i was really stoked on the idea of the place and we came down to the garage and i was like so i was thinking about you know 
keeping some of my my reptiles down here so i was thinking how would you he had this uh storage shelving set up in the garage like, would you mind if i like took this out and i could put it back whenever i come you know whenever i move out and everything i just want to keep animals down here he's like he looked at it for a second he's like yeah yeah i suppose you could do that that's not that's not a problem i was like okay cool um what do you think what if i put up a devising wall here and split this garage in half so that i can insulate the room and and all that type of stuff and he looked long and hard at that too and was like, but then eventually he kind of shook his ear. It seemed like a long time for me. It was probably like 10 seconds. He was like, yeah, yeah, that'd be okay. I was like, okay, give me those papers, dude. Give me the keys. <laughs> <laughs> I'll sign right now. Here's your deposit. Let's do this. <laughs> and uh, I proceeded to build this room and film it. Anybody who's watched on YouTube, you can watch this yeah. room come to reality. And the final step <laughs> that I finished two and a half years later last weekend painting the fourth wall <laughs> oh man you know what though brian dude you got so much done in such a short amount of time and i and like i still have walls that well all the walls are insulated but they're not finished i still have like the roof part to insulate but it's like oh my gosh like in the fact that i've had opportunities to do it but then other stuff pops up man and that's the life of a, of a busy man I, I mean you know what it's like dude but you just you plugged away on that room man it seemed like for for months and it came together so nice and the fact that you invested that much money into a place that's not yours it, it that's was crazy it was actually two weeks i built this room in two weeks two weeks i know that because i had that much time of um overlap between uncles and moving in here so yeah yeah i remember i remember that time period man when it's time to go i just go like when it's time to build that chicken run i was like i'm gonna try to do i'm gonna do this one day one day yeah just building up go for it (laughs) Um, but yeah it's it's very rewarding i will never do drywall uh muddy again i'll i'll tack the drywall up but i won't texture it I'm done. I'm done with that. I've, that chapter my life is over. <laughs> Texturing sucks, dude. It does. It sucks so bad. Yeah, my neighbors got to hear about me before they met me uh, that day. <laughs> <laughs> like, who's this guy? <laughs> don't talk to him, happy. honey. Honey, don't talk to him. Don't talk to him. Look away. Look away. <laughs> so, so getting into that, like, how did you get into that? Like, how? I mean, you you've already said you love building stuff, and I'm with you there, man. Like, I like putting stuff together and doing it with my hands and seeing the finished product work out. But like, I have never done drywall or insulation or you know running electrical conduit or installing outlets or anything like that. Like. You know, I'm a pretty decent study. If somebody walks me through it once and I watch it, I can figure it out. But like, I've seen you, you get down and pull stuff out of storage. Like you've done it hundreds of times before you got all the equipment, you got all the tools and everything. And you like, you crank it out, man. Like you're, you're an absolute madman as far as like the, uh, the deep pockets of random trade skills you have with that. And you just pull it out and like. I was beyond impressed with how you did that. Like, I know you know how to do carpentry. I know you know how to do insulation and all this stuff. But like, how did you do that? How did you learn it? What you know? What went into your thought process of how how you built that? Um, I did plan it a, a bit. You know, well, well, basically, <laughs> the room decided itself. There's a a beam that runs across the center of the garage, and so I was like, well, that's got to be where the wall's at. There's already a beam there, so I'll just go with that. But like like how I built the chicken run today, I literally had no no plan. I, I 
kind of mapped out. I drew a little box on a piece of paper with how how tall the 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 you know the ceiling was going to be and how long and wide. You know, like okay, it's going to be eight feet high, ten feet long, and six feet wide. So I'm going to need roughly. Let's see how many sticks of wood. Let's see this many sticks of wood, and then I'll add add you know five more two by fours just for good measure for extra whatever. And then I just went for it, dude. Honestly, I just I, I had literally had no plan. I'm like just gonna. Well, I know I need four walls and a door and then a roof and we'll just kind of see where it goes i know how long i want them to be i did when we first moved down to this county i worked with my uncle for a bit doing and he's a contractor and so i did stuff with him for a year and a half couple years and so i learned a lot in that time you know because we go to different places and, and build different things and do different random jobs sometimes plumbing stuff sometimes running some electrical sometimes doing this and that and i just picked up from him um, a lot of that knowledge, you know, I, if I hadn't done that work with him for that year and a half, I wouldn't have been, been nearly as confident as I was in, in building this room or building anything for that matter that I learned, a, I learned a ton in that year and a half. Um, and that, that was a, that was a big part of it. And then I, I've got a pretty decent mind for, you know, music and I attribute a lot of it to music. You know, I learned how, that's why I'm really adamant on having got this piano today that I'm going to teach, you know, how to read music because, if you take the time to learn music, anybody that has learned an instrument will tell you this. It takes a lot. It takes time. You have to practice. And you have to look at it. You have to think. And you have to. There's a lot of brain that goes into playing music, um, and I've I've attribute that to how I'm able to pick things up and and do them fairly well, um, even when I suck at it. A lot better than I am at both music and building shit. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I have failed miserably at both. Unless we're talking Legos where the instructions are printed out for you with pictures and everything. Don't ask me to do it. <laughs> yeah. So the stuff with the uncle, definitely. And then just, uh, I don't know. I've, I've got fairly decent observation skills, I guess, man. Just like observing things and kind of figuring out how they work. Like I one time there was a key that wasn't working on my parents' piano. And I know nothing about pianos other than how to play them. I'd never worked on a piano or built a piano or anything even near that. And just this one key wasn't working. I was like, why? Why is this key not working? I'm a, Let's see. This lid opens up here. How much more of this can we take apart and get to what's going on here? And I ended up taking apart the piano, finding the little hammer spot that wasn't connecting right to make the key work and doing what I needed to do to fix it, put it back together. And then it worked. And with zero training, no YouTube videos, I literally just took it apart on the spot and and fixed it. And I'm I'm a toot my own horn on that one, but I did that. It happened. <laughs> You're a piano yeah. mechanic. It, what's crazy is pianos can be very intimidating. When you open them up, oh, and yeah. you just, I, I mean, you're looking at all of the different mechanics that go into creating that one. Yeah tone and that one sound and then how you can bend the uh, with the pedal it, it, it's so many moving parts to just that one key making a sound so that's pretty cool man that's 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 a lot that, that to be able to have the confidence to be able to be like yeah i can fix this i'm gonna do this at least try at least when i'm thinking least, something to play, yeah I think, at least try. that's what i think about is like okay i'm taking this part off am i be able to put it back yes i am okay we'll take yeah. that off and that's what I like to do. My next stage of uh, of snake keeping is I'd like to, with enclosures and the different animals, yes. start to find those little fine tune things that can be done to make the animal's enclosure 
just a little bit that much better. That's that, I feel like that's the next chapter in my in my snake keeping and reptile keeping. Now, are you thinking so I so like what you said earlier in in our discussion like you were talking about doing the naturalistic, you know, setups. Are you thinking like bioactive avariums or are you thinking just like like bedding and some more like uh, um like pieces of wood and, and dressing them up more or like what, like what kind of naturalistic and in, in setups I think, are you thinking? I think the latter to start, but I'm definitely yeah. open to the idea of, of some bioactive stuff. And I know uh, Taylor Roush has done a good amount of uh, looking into that stuff. And, and so I, I would definitely tap into her brain a bit when I decide to go down that route, but yeah, the latter first, the, the just the more yeah. naturalistic stuff, but um, from there m- possibly moving towards, some bioactive type uh type substrates you know I, there's a lot more research i'd need to do and i like i said i would definitely tap into taylor to find out more about that before i dove into it it's fun man bioactive is 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 a cool way to keep for sure yeah i mean i see it happen a little bit just with these uh hissing cockroaches i got here because they have those little beneficial mice that cruise all over them and and just watching that you know um symbiosis happen and how it can be very beneficial to have those things happening especially if you're talking about breeding different species that are more difficult or less uh less produced in captivity and and the potential for having all those those different things that they experience in in nature that are maybe things that are unseen to us that are triggers to help these things along like the whole reason we have to supplement these different species with calcium is because you're not getting this calcium dust that is usually in the air in the areas they live and they're just getting it by you know breathing essentially um yeah, there's so there's so much to tap into, and I I feel like I'm hardly scraping the surface on it, honestly. Oh yeah, we're we're as a I think in the hobby itself, I don't think we're anywhere near anywhere near scientifically where where we could possibly be when it comes to, I mean, truly keeping the species. Um, I don't think we're doing I don't think we're doing animals justice most of the time when it comes to the way that we keep, I mean, most animals aren't, you know, they're not, we can only keep so many animals on a paper towel before we, we, you know, it's like, come on, really? I think uh, one of the but, greatest, sorry, go ahead. No, no, I was just going to say, it was just, uh, you know, but when you start getting them into the bioactive setups, how it, you can go down that rabbit hole because every, every environment for every species is going to be different. And you have so many different little microclimates and, 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 um, you know, like list, listening to, um, Eric and Owen talking about their last Australian trip and how you, you have this mindset based on care sheets and, and things, articles that you read online or, or somebody's post on social media that you think like, Oh, I'm going to keep this animal like that. And then in reality, it's like a 180 degree difference. And you're like, Holy crap, on the other side of this rock, it's an entirely different environment because it's being shaded from the sun, but this is where the snake actually lives. It's not living in the 120 degree desert that we think it's living in. It's in and I think that's that's humidity. yeah. That's where you can really get into those fine details of keeping and, and really nerding out on that stuff, but you can also take it to the extreme and then then you're not really helping the animal sure. or yourself out cuz you're, you know, it, you're like I said, you're going down a rabbit hole that, that we may, we never w- will ever be able to truly replicate that environment. But getting those beneficial microbes in the soil and learning soil biology and learning how to do that, that takes me back to like gardening. Like 
when when you get to the point in gardening where you learn to not feed your plants, but you're feeding your soil, you're building your soil so that the plants naturally survive. And that's how they're supposed to. They're, you're, you're not supposed to be feeding plants. You're supposed to be building up your soil. Right. And so taking taking some of those, I guess just going in the direction of that when it comes to bioactive and naturalistic setups and being able to, to really nerd out on that, that side of it, learning the biology and the microbes, I think is, is a cool, cool way of, of enjoying our hobby. I think that's the next step. We need to, we need to step up our game, but that that's, how do you do that with thousands of species and different people and thousands of people's collections? It's like, you can't just have a, Oh do it's from A to Z for this species. Could you imagine doing that for every species that people keep? Yeah, it's it's crazy. It it could be done, but it it, it could be done. This You're is right. One of the biggest detriments that this uh this shelter in place, COVID, everything that's happened as far as the hobby's concerned in my opinion, the the biggest detriment to happen. I mean, obviously shows. We're missing going to shows and but herpeton was just supposed to have happened. The second herpeton was was a couple weeks ago it would have been a couple weeks ago and i foresaw some really awesome things coming out of the melding of minds that was about to take place at that second show and um i mean as far as it's looking right now it, it's not it's just not going to happen anymore like the, the, there's not going to be an attempt to go for that second show now that that second one had to be canceled because of this and that's uh man i that's a, that's a detriment to the hobby, in my opinion, as a as a whole. That I feel like that was going to kind of be one of the spots that was going to be the crossroads for the the academic and and hobbyist side. And the hobbyist, yeah, was that, and now it's not happening. So I I hope that it can be something that will move forward. But you know, Al, Alan was Alan was pretty much sent out an email. It was like it's uh you know it, it's because it was already a question as if if there was going to be a second one when they were first doing it. They were just kind of testing the waters to see if it would if it would work, if it would be something people were interested yeah. in. And they were ready. They were pushing for that second one. And the second one, I looked like I looked at the lineup and everything. It was going to be awesome. So um, I, I feel like I need to come up with a solution now that I've complained about a problem. It's kind of one of <laughs> I hate when that happens. You, you, you end up uh, – I, I feel you there, man. But I guess Sometimes yeah, you got to let time. some problems go, though. It, it'll be time. Well, time, time will tell, I guess. We've got we to yeah. figure out some other things before we're figuring out the next show, I guess. I mean, the, for the foreseeable future in 2020, I mean, they're done. I, as far as I, as far as I can see, it doesn't seem like there's going to be any shows. Um, yeah, I think, uh, the, right. I think you're right. The only ones that I haven't seen, well, so Rick from uh, Rick Porter from the San Jose show a couple weeks ago announced that he's not going to be having the show, and that sucks because it's like. Like a part of me, like I wanted to reach out to Rick and I'm like, dude, it's in August, man. Like things are going to change by then. Like, come on. But on the other side of the coin, I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, okay, he has to, he has to think strategically also because it's like, is he going to dump a bunch of money into marketing this thing and, and getting it ready and then have the county or the state tell him like a few weeks before, oh, by the way, you still can't have any large gatherings of people um that would suck and that would that would be that would maybe put him in a spot where he may not be able to put pull off the 2021 show because 
he's now lost on a t- you know he's lost out on a lot of money right um and i think i think a lot of people a lot of organizers a lot of event organizers not just locally or reptile shows but generally speaking for our society how so much has changed in such a short amount of time so many different event organizers are have been crushed like they're 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 on a when when people say they're on paycheck to paycheck for some event organizers they're on like event by event like they they plan on a, a successful event in order to be able to plan for the next year's event it, to happen and now that some of these have just been crushed it's like they're done right there there's no capital there's no there's nowhere for them to be able to do that and that scared that scares me a little bit for some of the reptile shows i think some of the big guys i think they'll be okay yeah some of these some some of the little shows um well, a lot of these big guys have other other things going on besides just the shows. Besides the show, yeah, yeah. They, well, they maybe other, there's a way we can we can funnel some some focus attention to to those somewhat smaller players. So maybe there's a way that we can we can help them out. I mean, Joe uh, Joe Phelan did a, a fantastic thing for uh, the Critter Con for those educators. Oh yeah, and, and that was massive. Yeah. Uh, that was really really. Uh, inspirational to say the least. I mean, like that was a fantastic idea. Uh, so maybe there's a way we can, we can take this time and, and this sort of, you know, there's this odd phenomenon that I'm seeing where people are like almost so bored. They're spending money just to like occupy them. Maybe there's a way we, <laughs> Oh, I'm dead serious. It's a, it's a yeah, real no, thing. You're right. I, I bought a piano. Yeah. <laughs> I bought jungle carpets. I mean, <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's no, I, I'm with you. No. But like, maybe there's a way, you know, after, I can't say what I bought after listening to Eric Berg talk about how, like, every time he sells a snake, he sends 10% of that sales purchase to uh, US Arc just as like his regular contribution for every time he makes a sale. I was thinking about that. And I was thinking about um, listening to the folks from uh coal black exotics talk on the herpeticulture podcast and how they do that out of, you know, their own free time, their one day off a week, and it's all to give back to the community and, and they've run off donations and, and, you know, just a lot of different things like, yeah. And especially right now, because people aren't paying for their, their birthday party services and things like that. And everything has to be virtual. Like how, how impactful would it be if, us three and every audience member that listens to this just donated five bucks to um, just any, anybody that's helping, you know, coordinate shows that's out of, out of work right now, because let's face it, when, when all the dust settles, regardless of the fact that there isn't really going to be the same level of normal that exists when we come back, we still want to be able to congregate and meet and like reconvene and, and find our friends again and get back to some semblance of normalcy. And if, if this, these unions and these gatherings are threatened by this, like if, if it means like just sending a couple bucks here and there, like, I think if everybody pitched in, it would make a big difference. So maybe there's a way we can do something like that. Like, obviously I'm just, you know, spitballing thinking on the fly right now. And, and I'm seeing so many people doing some amazing charitable things right now and being super creative. Like, I don't know. I got a 20 on it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll cut a forewarning to anybody that that sees me at an upcoming show. If if you're still scared and you don't want to hug, you better put your hands up and let me know because I'm coming in for that hug. I'm coming in for your hug. (laughs) But you know what, though? Man hug. 
Ooh, yeah. <laughs> but you know what, though? Um, but even, I mean, speaking of doing educational shows and stuff, I mean, this has impacted you directly, Brian, also from taking over from Brandon yeah. with the roaming reptiles. Yeah. I mean, that was, that was a, that was going to be a source of income for you and your family. And I mean, yes, the impact that you're having with the children and the families. And, but I mean, at the end of the day also, I mean, that was going to be a source of income. I know it wasn't necessarily your driving focus for that, but all things aside, like that, that source of income is now gone. So it has directly affected you. Yeah. This, this summer in particular was going to be, uh, it's going to be huge, right? Yeah. We were planning a trip based off of what we, cause we had already signed a contract with the County, uh, for every library in the County and based on on that, that little extra income we're going to have, you know, is actually kind of substantial. We're planning a family trip that we, you know, we haven't been on a family trip in, you know, we make little trips up to grandma and grandpa's house and whatnot, but like to actually go somewhere um, sure. and just visit some people out of state for a, a week that was, that was going to fund that. Um, so yeah, yeah, it's, it's, we're feeling it from the, on that end a little bit. Um, fortunately, you know, we're not, we're not struggling on, on all fronts, but yeah, it is, it is. And to your point, um, you know, I'm still making some videos for the libraries. I'm recording some videos and I'm realizing as I'm doing this, that, I don't, I don't do, I don't really want to do videos that I don't want to do. <laughs> like I, I, I like, good, I like, doing, good point. I, do, I like doing the videos with, um, but not the video. Sorry. I like doing the presentations with the kids. I like, yes. I like to be there and watch the hands on. Yeah. The hands on, not just the hands on, yep. but just to see not, the reaction. Yeah. yeah the hands on. Exactly. is a huge part of, you know, to get the kid to be able to touch the animal is the number 100%. one part of it. Yeah. For me personally, I, yeah. watching the reaction that kid has is is what yeah. does it for me. And when I'm recording this video, like I'm doing my best to it's do just it. It's not the same. But after the fact, yeah. after I'm done with it and I've made it and I'm ready for the kids to go see it, like I'm not even going to see their reaction to the video. It hasn't filled your heart the same way when you're doing it live. It fills your heart. It fills that part of the, uh, of bringing that, that joy, that a joy that we have with our reptiles and being able to bring that joy to somebody else that may or may not have reptiles at home. Yeah, and I'm that's so filling your heart, I'm bro. So and the video curious. is not going to do it. I'm so curious to see how it how it pans out with uh, with kids going back to school and and all that that front of things. Because when it comes to things like the flu and yeah. things like colds and and the schools are the petri dish. Like that's where yes. you get sick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's transferred. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. So I'm just so so curious to see how that's going to be implemented back into our society. At this well, if there's, if there's <laughs> one if there's one thing that people never fail to surprise me with it's the inevitable pattern of behavior where people are sick of being afraid at some point they're sick oh of i'm being... sick of other people being afraid at this point and, well, and what and... happens is eventually people people come together and we figure it out and we get through it and we come out at you know, out on top on the other end, it, things will be different one way or the other, but you know, we're going to figure might, out a I new might, way. Yeah. Yeah. I might catch a lot of flack for this, but I'm, I'm one of those people that I, I, I kind of question the motives of, of people in power and people that, oh, that as you should. And when, yep. when they say jump and all of society jumped without really questioning why to jump, that concerns me to, 
a very large extent, more so than I've ever been concerned in my adult life. Yeah. The fact that we've allowed them to change the way that our society runs basically in the blink of an eye is a major concern to me for the future, not only for our own lives, but for the future of our children. And then, you know, the, our future, other generations that what 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 are we? I get what you're saying, Riley, to an extent, like sure. I get what you're saying in terms of people being scared. But are they really, though? I don't know. Or are they just like some people I'm, I'm thinking it's like, OK, this is cool. Yeah. Uh, what else? What else do you want me to do? I'm okay, sh- I'm sure cool there's too. everybody it's on like, every man. side of the spectrum and in, in, in between. You know, like it's it's everything. Yeah. It's it's all of the above. It's just well, hold on. The one thing that the one thing that like I always take away from situations like this when it becomes a in hindsight, you know, when we look at it after yeah, all the best stuff, that's what I want. Is every that's what I want to hear. Everything in hindsight. Everything <laughs> gets resolved. Everything figures itself out. I think that's just human nature and human resilience. And I think one way or the other, it will resolve itself. It might not be pretty, and it might not be as fast as we want or as smooth as we want. But that's the only way life carries on is if we figure out a new normal so that's just what it's going to be i I think we're definitely intelligent initially to you know to to do the shelter in place and kind of limit the spread while how it is that 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 was definitely a smart move in my opinion um now that it's seen that we are flattening the curve and that we're not overloading the hospitals in fact the opposite is happening you know, right. most hospitals are furloughing employees. I know, you know, that's not, you know, maybe New York is not necessarily that case, but sure, for the most sure. part, most places, you know, hospitals are cutting back on staff and, and it's definitely not an overload on hospitals in the majority of the country. It's happening to Elizabeth right now. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's, uh, at, at that point, then it's like, it's maybe it's time to start pushing, pushing, you know, slowly getting back to, to what it is. And I, I, you know, it's. I'm always trying to be very um, aware of of how other people are feeling and how maybe my act is sure. affecting other people. And sure. um, and for I'm, I'm fortunate enough that we can hang out here at home, and I don't mind it either. I'm like I'm happy here. I love. You know, I got my family here. I'm making my videos here. I still go out and I go do what I want. Essentially, like if I want some ice cream, I'm going to Seven Eleven and I'm getting some ice cream. <laughs> There's one thing I know about you. There's nothing in this world that's going to stop you from your damn ice cream. And Hillary's told you <laughs> that you need to back off that shit and you just won't listen. <laughs> I didn't have you. Last night. You are a stubborn ass fool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I will. Do, I will do. I will do whatever I want. If I feel like going somewhere, I'll go somewhere. You know, if I, if I didn't want you, if, if Jimmy's coming up for that hug the other day, I can be like, dude, don't touch me. No, I was like, yeah, I need a hug, dude. Come on, let's hug. <laughs> and then after the hug did you bring some ice cream Fuck. Uh, he yeah. didn't he did he brought me a nice comfy shirt but it wasn't ice cream no. dang but this whiskey is same. starting to taste like a melted uh candy cane that's Ooh. not like the mint kind like you know the, mm, the sugary like peanut butter whiskey oh yeah but <laughs> that's not good this is just i ha- still haven't had that yet uh jeff um leverett was was offering me some at a show one time yeah, and man. i was like oh i can't right now it's i'm about really to go good. drive or something i had a step he's like at the sandbar in santa barbara when our band oh played there my goodness that place yeah i need to go i need to go get some and try it out yeah it's good man but yeah. it's, it's, i i told i totally like derailed you and what you were saying brian sorry but oh, like, i heard ice cream no, yeah and- i'm all for uh i'm all for going back i'm all for whatever really i'm kind of like, yeah you know like 
as long as my family's good and long as yeah i'm i'm, I'm yeah. good you know like I'll go, it, it's I'll go, funny. I'll it's, go on the streets. We can go. We can, yeah. all, we can go overthrow the government. I'm totally down for that. You just tell me where we're meeting. I'm not a fan of the government. Me I never have. Been. I, so, I I pay there, very little that. attention, which is almost naive. But at the same time, I I don't tune into any resources that. Uh, are historically biased or just yeah. considered as propaganda, which means no news, no media. <laughs> exactly. yeah. Yeah. I'm like, no, I have it's no, it's no longer the news. Let's just put, let's just, let's just it's put it propaganda. out there. It's no longer the news. It is propaganda. <laughs> I, had yeah, it just on... I was eight years old. Oh, and that's the way to be, dude. Like I grew up, my mom never allowed it in the house when we were kids. And then um, I spent some years living with my dad and we had it there, but I didn't really watch too much of anything other than like sports or whatever. Um, and then uh, in college, yeah, I didn't really have any, any reason to have cable TV. And then after like Rachel and I haven't paid for cable TV in over three and a half, maybe four years now, there's just really no point. And um, you know, we, we get whatever digital satisfaction we need out of watching movies or shows from these other subscriptions that we pay for. But otherwise like, you have to tune that stuff out. You're going to overwhelm yourself. You're going to stress out or you're going to fall prey oh, yeah. to somebody's spiel that is completely disingenuous and has ulterior motives, but they spun it so well that they're going to scare you into believing them. And it's just not the way the world needs to work right now. Like, you know, we're sitting here talking about keeping snakes and, and it seems so irrelevant to the politics of the world. But like when it really comes down to it, what it does is it provides perspective for what's really important in the world, which is all of what it's all about is like the reason why we live, the reason why we do what we do, the reason why we spend the money where we spend every penny spent is a vote towards something. And it's a, it's a in, indirect or potentially direct um, sort of uh, aspect of what we support in our lives and and if more people support nature and support keeping snakes and just open up their minds and kind of start thinking the way the entire hobby does even if we have our own petty little arguments and things in the middle of it what we've realized is there's value in the natural world and and that's absolutely supersedes all this political nonsense and everything that's going on and you know I don't find myself overwhelmed in these days and ages because what I'm focused on is the beauty around me and just trying to like enjoy it while it's here because we very well could lose it. And, and when I think in that, I, you know, all these barriers and these walls and these divisions and these lines that people are drawing in the sand just become irrelevant and disappear. And, and I think if more people will just kind of focus on like what really matters in the greater scheme of things, I think people would follow suit in the way you do with your vlog channel, Brian, like you just focus on the good and the, the beauty in your family and the, the creek down the road. And, you know, just like not letting it get to you and not having TV in the house and putting that message out there. And, you know, when you wake up and Hillary's down at the Creek, like with the kids or like, you know, hanging out outside exercise, like that's what the world needs to see, especially right now. And it's just that in, that inspiration. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah I it's, mean, it's you, you could have a dad or a mom that 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 could be on falling on really tough times right now. And they they could 
not be a reptile person and happen upon something like that. And that could inspire them to jump out of that, that funk or, you know, to get out of that, that part of their lives. That's so down. I mean, there's some people doing, dealing with some, <laughs> I, 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 I don't even want to imagine, you know, I don't want to have to do even think about some of the things that some of these folks are dealing with and, and where there's little hope, little to no hope, you know, at least in their perspective, there, there is none. And, you know, and if there's anybody that's listening to this podcast or anything that that is feeling like that, man, and you just need somebody to reach out to for sure, any one of us, uh, please, you know, don't hesitate to reach out because if there's anything we can do to add a little bit of positivity, we'll, we'll try. It might come off as like, you know, bad sarcasm humor, especially for me, but <laughs> it's all in it's all it's all in good good fun and love and yeah um, well and and i don't I think know also bread fat breastfed sarcasm as in it yes <laughs> well and I brian i'm boobies. sure <laughs> <laughs> I, I have had people reach out right when you started first i wanted to say here here but then, then you started to say nice things about me and i didn't want to cheer you up <laughs> I needed to hear that personally. Um, but I, have, but it's true, Brian, dude, you, it's true, bro. You, you've, you've done that for a lot of years, man. I have you really people, have. I've definitely had people reach back and, and say how much they've appreciated how much it's helped them. And aside from being a, a nice thing to go back and watch of my family and like family home videos and capturing the moments of the kids. Sure. The the next thing that comes in line from that, as far as a, the huge benefit and the, um, just what's really awesome. And what I love about making these videos is the people that, that reach back and say how much it, it touched them. And I've, you know, I've had people reach out through text and, and comments. And then a lot of people I've met in person who have just been like, man, that you inspired me to, to change my life. And, to be a better person and, and make the most of my life. And I've watched people come to tears talking to with, with me about it. And those moments are like priceless. And it's just the fact that just knowing that that happens, it just, it makes it, it makes it really seem worth it. You know, it may, not that I don't enjoy doing it anyway, you know, I wouldn't do it if I didn't enjoy it, but having that, that kind of feedback is like, I don't know. I don't know. It really, there's a value there that goes beyond anything that anybody could ever buy for anybody. You know what I mean? Have you, have you met anybody yet that's come up to you and said, you know, thanks to you, I'm no longer addicted to ice cream. (laughs) (laughs) Everything in that sentence was true and has happened until you got to the word ice cream. I, I I have not inspired anybody to drop their ice cream. Well, oh, you no, have. I if anybody, get if anybody out there is listening, and Brian has inspired you to kick your ice cream habit, we want to hear from you. We want to hear. We from know you you're because... out there, and if you're shy and embarrassed, don't be, because you are now our number one fan. <laughs> <laughs> you just don't know it yet. <laughs> I, am, I am highly considering going to get some ice cream after this podcast. I knew it. I. Hey, hey! You know what? The problem is you it's have freaking, the ability. Freaking to. eleven is eleven or midnight. Dude, the freaking oh the my God, the Valero dude. gas station at the corner next to me is literally on the other side of the wall next to me, but they close at eight right now. So I know when my cutoff is. Last I, night, I, re- I, I re- <laughs> last night I was running over there at seven fifty seven <laughs> for muddy buddies and funyuns. <laughs> 
I remember the first vlog video that Brian did with his, well, it wasn't the first one wheel vlog video, but it was the first one where he took the one wheel to go get ice cream, dude. I was just cracking up. I'm like, this freak, this freaking addict, bro. He's like, I'm going, I'm going. It's like 10 30, 11 o'clock at night. Oh, that was awesome. Yep. Oh, my God. It's done. Oh my god! Yeah, horrible. I do love horrible. Cream. You know, life's too short. I realize that. I, I tried to kick ice cream for a little while. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna be your excuse now. Yeah, no. life's too. Yeah, yeah. You're right. Your life is gonna be too damn oh, short. Yeah, that's, Keep doing that shit. Right, that's right, going. Right. That's going on his tombstone in 80 years. Yeah, life's too short. Eat life, that damn pint short. of ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> it's not gonna be a tombstone. It's gonna be a cold stone. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god this episode of the reptile room podcast is brought to you by baskin robbins 31 flavors <laughs> my sister did work there at one point and i took full advantage oh i i would too enabler would too. enabler <laughs> yeah she encouraged it too yeah come on down come on <laughs> yeah yeah right so speaking speaking of ice cream, I, I made Elizabeth some uh, some avocado ice cream the other day. It's freaking awesome. It's so good. Dang. Have you ever had it? That avocado so ice good. cream? It is amazing. I don't think I have. I have Next next time uh next time we do carpet fest or something, I'll I'll make sure I, I make you a good pint of it. Oh man, carpet fest is supposed to happen next month and it's not happening. I know, right? I was looking forward to it, man. I really was. I was so stoked on that. I'm like, we were all gonna see each other. We haven't I Brian, dude, I haven't seen you in like a year and a half, two years. Well, San Jose show last yeah, year, I guess. Jose, I guess. Yeah. Last thought, yeah, it would have been almost a year. And it's like, God, man, I haven't seen Riley in forever either, so I was stoked on that. I was really excited about that one. Well, I'll, I'll consider. Well, I guess I've talked to Hillary about it first, but shit, I'll, I'll open up my driveway again if we if we wanted to relocate real quick. You got to put uh, a grid of stickers down at uh, a six foot <laughs> grid every every six feet. Six feet. We, yeah. can, we can do that. I mean, we'll, we can do that. I will we'll play. We'll that. play six foot separation twister. <laughs> I've got snakes Two. that are much longer than six. Yeah, all, yeah, exactly. We can all oh, hold them at the same time, and, even. And we can get, uh, we can get Cheetos and pick out the dump a few bags of Cheetos out, pick the really straight ones, and load them into Nerf guns, and then shoot them six feet into everyone's mouth so everyone can share snacks. It'll be Cheeto guns, like when you go to games and they have the big like T-shirt cannons. We'll do that, except with like Cheetos and burritos. <laughs> He's gone off the deep end, bro. I mean, dude, if we all want to get like, if we want to get like tested to make everybody feel comfortable about it, like, I'm totally not. They, they just had a UFC fight this weekend. People are in the. That's what I, I saw. That I saw. I saw that. Yeah. I know mean, it wasn't I, uh, anybody in the audience, but there were still people rolling around on the ground punching each other. Yeah, <laughs> they're they're gonna be they're gonna be rolling stuff out pretty soon. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's gonna be yeah, uh, it's it's coming. I think starting June, starting June, most things will be kind of back open for the first trial run and then everyone will be holding their breath for a month or two to see if there's any sort of ripple effect. And I was about to say the yeah, same I mean, everything, thing. Everything yeah. happens slowly on a big scale, yeah. right? Yeah. Look at how yeah. long it took him to marijuana mar- to marijuana <laughs> to marijuana's <Lee> Lana. Recast. <laughs> 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 Oh, oh, that was oh, 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 oh.
Okay, one more time, Brian. What was that? Marowise Legalana. You heard me? <laughs> yes. Can you please can you please write a song about that? <laughs> please. <laughs> for, for for Carpet Fest. For for people that don't know for Southwest Carpet Fest, Brian at around the bonfire, he serenades us for hours on end singing songs that make no sense. Um he t- he typically at that point in the evening his tone is questionable. Uh <laughs> his guitar pick his guitar picking skills are actually pretty good. Uh, they get better actually the more sloshed he is. Truth, truth. And uh and the lyrics make no sense but also make sense. But they rhyme. They sense? always rhyme. But they rhyme. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's, it's yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. So that's going to be my request for hi baby. Um, I just got a kiss from my wife. Oh, Ooh. Lucky you. I know. So that's going to be my request for Southwest Carpet Fest is Marawise Legalana. All right. I <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. That's too much. That's good stuff, um, man. Good stuff. So we've been at this for probably two hours now, and Brian, I know you're you're kind of Shaking whiskey. Yep. It's happening. Well, and, and you, you mentioned you were, you were loopy. So I, you know, I wanted to give you a, a chance to, to bow out for some Z's if you need to, but otherwise, oh, bro, <laughs> are you trying to drink me under the table right now? Yes. Is that I what mean, you're trying to do? I got because one more, challenge, I got one more beer. Challenge. I got one more beer in the fridge and that would make it number eight for the day. Oh my jeez! You have you have been working on this whole COVID uh, alcohol tolerance thing, haven't you? Damn. Yeah, and I'm more than two percent Irish. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, this two percent kicks in hard where it needs to. Where it when when it needs to and where it yeah, needs yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's a very strategic two percent. I was conducting <laughs> interviews while you were puking in the garbage can. Oh. Yep. Yep, this is a hundred percent true. <laughs> yep, that's all I got for you on that one. <laughs> okay, well, case closed. And moving on. Next topic. So let's let's touch on roaming reptiles. And so, uh, well, just to so, let you know, I'm going to make a little correction here. Uh, there's no W in Marowise. It's a J U. Uh, oh, sorry, soy gringo. Sorry, I fixed it. Oh. Muchas gracias, señor. Y uh, lo siento. Lo lo siento. I pulled up the screen just to see what time it was because you brought up time. So I, and then I saw the spelling there, and I was like, "Well, I should fix that for him real quick." Yeah, no, I appreciate it. Sorry, (laughs) I do that. No, I'm I'm glad you did because Riley and and spelling it's one of his pet peeves. Well, the more uh, the more the more I start to uh, the more whiskey glasses. They get tipped up. The more I'll start to uh, correct little tiny things. That <laughs> <laughs> the more aware, the more self-aware you are in life. <laughs> <laughs> you should probably put that over here. Yeah, yeah. Your uh, the question mark is supposed to go inside the semicolon. Uh, so I- <laughs> oh shit! Well, if you're gonna put the period in, it needs to go within the quotation marks at the end of the sentence. Just saying. Um, I wanted to, to what you were about to ask something. 
I yeah. So um, and he was about to ask it again, but then you interrupted him. <laughs> can you can you can you please be a good guest? Uh, I can try. But that, when you. I start trying, God. you know, when I start trying at things, that's when everything starts to get really like it goes wrong. I need to not try. I just need to do. You yes. just need to do. There is no try. <laughs> um, <Do> not <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, man. The ultimate swamp creature. Um, so you took over the California chapter of roaming reptiles when Brandon and, and his family moved out from from California to Wisconsin. They're doing their thing over there in the Madison area with the Herb Society and, and branching out the, the education stuff out there. And, and he sort of knighted you in a way to, to take over more or less the chapter in California and, and keep going and keep those, those kids in those schools and those families and everybody uh, with an outlet for this type of education. So how's that been since you've, you've taken on that, that extra role with all of your copious amounts of free time? it's funny my cousin says that to me all the time Uh, oh yeah there's this thing i was thinking about you know with with all your free time you got over there uh and of course he was born with the same sarcastic bone that i was oh yeah cuzzo cuzzo (laughs) we need we need cuzzo uh cameos more frequently yeah yeah, right we need to get him in the complaining quarter the solution is still one of the two oh yes he'd be brilliant yeah he would be um so it, it was going really really well up until everything canceled it was going yeah i was just starting to kind of feel a flow for it from everything from getting the animals ready to go to kind of because I'd, I'd never wrote anything down as far as what i was going to talk about at the shows and i would just kind of go with it you know just let it ride yeah. let it ride just kind of feel out the the whatever's happening with the crew and the, the audience and the kids and and just roll with it you know and um i did make a point of getting everybody to get a hand on an animal that wanted to even if there was like one of the places I went, I saw about a thousand kids. Oh my god! I got everybody that wanted to got to put a hand on a reptile. That's cool. And uh, that's that's a huge goal. Oh my god! Yeah, it's was, it was just at the end. I, I'll take you know because uh, I bring my big uh, purple retake a lot of the time. So I'll just kind of let her wrap around me and just do that carry thing, and I'll walk through the aisles of the cafeteria or wherever we happen to be. You want to touch her, push your hand out, feel her, feel what she feels like. And, and that's kind of how I'll close the show if it's a big group like that where, you know, potentially because I'm calling kids up. And that's one thing I'll feel bad. Like there's all these kids have their hands raised that want to come up and I can only call up a few of them at a time, you know, or yeah. two. And eventually kids are getting left out. So I was like, oh, I got to figure a way around that. Oh, simple. I just walk around. Everybody can touch. We just walk around. Yep. Um, yep. So, the, but yeah, it was going really well. And I feel like... Ugh. Man, I, uh, I I need I want to do another one uh, before too long. I might get a little crazy if I don't get to. Yeah, but you got that you got that bug, man. It's it's a fun experience to be able to just sit there and just watch the kids do it. I mean, the biggest group I've ever had was maybe like 70, 80 kids, um, and par- you know mixed with parents or 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 um, guardians, etc. But yeah, I mean it's it's such a fun and cool experience. Um, and the last the, the, one I did was so cool too. Is I literally did it the day before I left for Australia. There was like they kind of came in last minute and were like, "Do you have time?" I was like, "Well, I'm leaving for Australia the next day, but 
yeah i've got time i can make i can make it work yeah I got out there with like this outdoor school where they have school outside and they're teaching kids about all kinds of cool stuff and that's awesome and it was uh that was the last show i did for for roaming reptiles and man what a cool what a cool one but uh, yeah it's it's awesome it, which is funny because i was so hesitant and didn't think i really had time which i didn't necessarily but i'll, I'll make time for whatever seems to make sense you know what i mean like yeah I, my yeah. schedule is always fit, busy and full but i'll move things around to whatever needs to whatever needs to happen when you know like I've still got I, I've got an episode of Triple B TV coming out tomorrow that I haven't edited yet or recorded the intro, but I'll make it. I'm gonna make it work because that's just what I what I do. And yeah, I I want to uh, I want to do more shows. I forgot where I was going with this. There was, I had a point which that well that you miss it. You can you can you can tell you can hear it in your voice that you miss it. Yeah, and and it was uh, it just stopped all of a sudden. Stopped. I mean, every, the, the the flow of the flow of your shows and 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 learning how to be that ambassador for roaming reptiles in California, and then all of a sudden it's like oh, yeah. you're getting your flow, you're getting your feet That's under you. I told because Brandon came to me a couple of times. I actually reached out to a few people, like Travis and and Riley, and and passed on numbers because I was like, I don't, I'll find somebody for you, but I don't, I don't think I have time to take it over for you. And then when he was coming to do his last shows in the County, we we're doing a, a little video kind of him leaving California. And that's when he was like, well, if you don't take it over, then it's just done. And I was like, Oh, I was like, oh. I was like okay. I was like, oh, thanks. One- thanks, Brandon. Nice, <laughs> nice guilt trip. <laughs> I was like, well, one, one day a week. I'll, 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 I'll Mondays. I'll book shows on Mondays and I'll de- dedicate Mondays to being available to do these things. And then after the first one, I was like, okay, whatever day, <laughs> Whatever day comes, whatever time, I'll do it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I'd really like to to see that come back. Uh, yeah. Before that's that's a big deal, man. That's that. There's something tangible when you light up the the world of a child's imagination or open them up to something, even if it's not a child, an adult, it doesn't matter any age. Yeah. When you see that, that gear turn and that light switch flip inside their head. And all of a sudden you've literally taken this world that they thought they knew and turned it upside down, took it out with the trash and said, try again. And they don't know what to do. And, and their, their new experience starts with the next word that comes out of your mouth while showing them that animal in a new light for the first time. I mean, it's pretty magical what happens when you, when you have that sort of impression, like I've seen it too. I, I get that all the time at the zoo. Uh, I, I can't tell you how many times I'd see somebody walking up a pathway up the, up the hill in Santa Barbara at the zoo there. They'd see me holding a snake out in the sun. And I'd see that like, for example, like a young teenage boy, like freeze up, seize up, start crying, freaking out, can't go anywhere. His parents go to coax him in. And as he's having this moment, he sees four-year-olds and five-year-olds coming up and having this moment. And I, I just kind of, you know, ease him over to the air. I was like, Hey, if you want to go this way, I'll, I'll step away. Like it's all good. But if you really want to know, like, trust me and I'll make sure this is like the best day you have all week. And, you know, 20 minutes later, the kid's standing there petting the snake with me talking about like all these questions he has. And that stoke, that level of conversion and imagination that happens, there is nothing like that. And so to have that sort of put on pause is kind of tragic. Um, 
at the very least for you as an educator, but like mostly for the animals and, and the kids that would otherwise develop a relationship and everybody benefits in the long term. So I think in this time of unprecedented sort of like distancing and challenges, something's going to come out of it like a, like a flower growing out of a crack in the concrete. And what's going to happen is we're going to figure out a way to, you know, get back to that in just whatever form or format that takes and it'll happen again. But well, in the meantime, in the meantime, I have scheduled some zoom meetings with some of these libraries that had canceled. We've, we've got them on the calendar now to, to do a zoom presentation. I've, I've, purchased a little account that I can have, you know, however, a 24 hour long streams or whatever, whatever's necessary instead of getting cut off at 40 minutes and able to have at least a hundred people sign on and, and participate. So then, I mean, that's definitely not going to be the same, but in, in the meantime, it's at least something to, you know, get people to see some of these animals and watch at least me hold them and be like, yeah, look, yeah. it's not biting me. It's not scary. Um, yeah, but, it'll hold you over until we get back to that point. Yeah. Th- this is one of those opportunities where we're having... I wish that we knew somebody that had connections with the Zoom company because that, that would be such an amazing opportunity to be able to reach out to them and say, hey, look, you know, we know that you have corporate accounts that pay you tens of thousands of dollars for all of their different departments and all of their different employees. This is one guy trying to teach kids about reptiles and give them some sort of joy in the day. Like, could you please just donate that account cost so that he can do this like unlimitedly with it, with his, you know, anyway, that's just me well, thinking the best wait, 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 wait. of corporations. Don't like throw that thought away. I mean, how hard is it to send it? Not throwing it away. No, but but how hard just, is it? Just let's send an email to them tomorrow. Let's do it. I mean, what do we got to lose? Yeah, let's do it. We'll send it out there. I'm sure we could absolutely provide links to the Critter Con that Joe just put on and Brian's channel and everything. Just be like, look, here's some great examples of what's happening right now. And you guys can be at the forefront of this revolutionary form of education. You know? And the worst case scenario, they say no, nothing happens and people innovate it. Right. But I don't know, man. I think right now, like... I, I don't have any more or less free time than I did before, but I certainly have a lot more motivation to try and keep this wave. Make a positive impact. Well, dude, there's yeah. this tangible wave of creation and inspiration that's going on right now that's like, if you don't see that, you literally have your head under a rock. I mean, like, the world is so dang bored. That all these people are finding inspiration in the littlest things and creating out of it. And it's beautiful. So I think that's why I got my garden home. Yeah, dude. <laughs> that's what I'm saying, though. Like, whatever it is, it can be done. Yeah. And there's really no, no, for sure. There's no reason right now to say no. And I think the, yeah. the, you know, to not try is more of a failure than anything. So I think what we should do all after right. we record this, we should maybe put together some sort of, um, like a plan, like let's legitimately send an email to zoom because they are getting so much promotion and so much coverage by all these companies and everybody zoom is the next like Kleenex. I need a Kleenex. Kleenex is a brand. What you need is a, a nasal tissue, but we refer to it as a Kleenex. What's going to happen is the same thing with digital meetings. You're going to say, Hey, do you want a zoom? Do you want to have a zoom? Do you want, you want to connect on zoom? It's going to be one of those things. You know what I mean? Like, 
Yeah, right. So I don't know. Well, they to me it seems like more publicity and marketing for them. So to to want to help out and give back is just to from my perspective seems like a no brainer. So let's let's talk and see if we can okay. formulate a good email and and reach out to those companies and see if we can make a difference. Yeah, fair enough. I can dig it. I'm gonna. I'll dig it. Can, can you, you dig it? Can you dig it? It's like the best quote ready? ever. You ready? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> can you dig it? I wonder how many other people we can get like listening to this like in their car or something on yeah. their commute. Who, who <laughs> knows the reference? Come on. Who knows, who knows it? Reference? Who knows it? <laughs> date yourself right now. Hey, first person to reach out on Good any, stuff. first person to reach out on any Reptile Room podcast social media that gets that reference right. <laughs> You win. Uh, I'll send you some stickers. How's that? Oh, I'll, there we I'll go. send stickers too to that person. Yeah. Oh, double. All right. Up. So if you're listening to this and you made it this far into this this episode, and you understand the reference of "Can you dig it?" and then the clinking that follows, uh, <laughs> email us at reptileroompodcast at gmail or hit us up on Instagram or any of those platforms. If you get it and you get it right, we'll send you some stickers. Brian and I will we'll, we'll do that. We'll make that happen. All right. I, I feel like that. I mean, you got to close. I there. love it. I feel like you got to close there. <laughs> I, I mean, that's so, pretty good. I know, right? It, it actually did end like a, it was a good closing, yeah. actually. All right. So perfect. how about this? We, we'll do that because it feels natural, but I hate to break it to you and everybody else, but we're going to have to have you back. But, I mean, that's not a problem for me. I'll <laughs> I'll hang out with you guys for as long and as many times as you want. I mean, this is fun for me. <laughs> yeah, I figured it was going to be like pulling teeth for somebody like you, you know. <laughs> I mean, if uh, if you were doing things with like, you know, FaZe Clan and uh, some models and car companies and stuff, I'd probably have to like really bait you in to, to devote some time to me. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, just give me some good reptile advice. That'll do it. I just want to hear this diss track. <laughs> oh my we, God. we love you, Miguel. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to keep my mouth shut on that. <laughs> Andy hasn't had the pleasure to know you as well as Brian has, and I'm still scratching the surface. <laughs> I've only met Miguel once, dude. I've only met him once, and it was like at the end of the Sacramento show, and people were packing up, and it was it was just kind of like a crazy. Yeah, no, Miguel's all I know is that I tried to go to bed one time at the Pomona show, and I was going to go sleep in my car, which I did anyway. And uh, he walks in with two like eighteen packs, and I say that, and his face drops, and he goes. Oh man! And he holds up the two packs of beer. <laughs> well, okay, I guess okay, I'll sleep in my car later. Let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he's a good he's guy. like fun, Bobby. Yeah. <laughs>
Dude, can you imagine him and Cuzzo getting together? Oh, bro. Oh, man. It just lined up oh right my now. God. It just lined up in the you, universe. How have I never thought about that? You Probably because ever- he's flaking on me like a little bitch. <laughs> you ever had somebody throw a rock at you and it I hits you in the that. head and I then all of a sudden you're like, you're like, ow, where the hell did that come from? And then like, yeah, I've had that exact thing happen. Actually. That was like that right now. I was like, ah, Miguel. Oh no, I didn't like that when it happened that time that this I enjoyed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is like when somebody throws a rock at you, but it misses, but you hear the whiz of it go zoom past your head and you're like, Dude, I almost died. I have this really good idea. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when I learned how to skate off of my roof at nine years old. <laughs> I, I do. Oh my I God. do. Uh, man, Cuzzo and Miguel. Holy shit. That would be. That would be something right there. That would be damn. multiple somethings. God damn. That needs to happen. You're welcome. Thank you. Yeah. We'll make it happen. But um in in terms of making things happen, yeah, I think I think that was kinda like the the nail on the head, perfect closer. So what I'm gonna do right now is I'm gonna say to everybody who's listening, well I mean, I think it's silly to think that this is the only time you'll ever be on the show considering how close of friends we are. So there there is no end to this series. This might as well be a series. We'll call it you know, Cusco and Cut, just like just like your show segment that you do that you haven't done in a while. We're all disappointed, bro. <laughs> what? I've already recorded. You, it. you do disappoint everybody, tomorrow at 9am. My friend, uh, it's, it's <laughs> like my ears were burning. Yeah. It's called, it's called uh, I, I forgot what I'm titling. It's something with sheep in the title though. Mm-hmm. Or, or mooses. That would uh, <laughs> really definitely be sheep. <laughs> or ma- or or mouses. or mouses, <laughs> mouses. <laughs> so okay, so before we derail, oh my god, tangent, too late, too late, Andy, Andy, you stop, you stop it. All right, you shut your mouth, eh? You shut your mouth, eh? Um, <laughs> quiet down, you. Ah, quiet, quiet, you. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Owen. Quiet, you. Yeah, quiet, you. <laughs> um okay so i'm testing out and the reason i say i'm testing out is because i'm i'm always doubting myself and so for anybody who's like oh you're switching up the questions yes i am it's because this is my damn show and i'm gonna switch up the questions if i want and uh no i'm just trying to like test out these these final questions so like over time it might evolve to different questions and things but um Five closing questions that five uh, closing questions. You didn't tell me about this. <laughs> you didn't look far enough down on the outline. Oh, I, didn't, I didn't even look on the outline until I had to correct Marawise Lee Galana. <laughs> well, you better correct me. That's going to be a great song. Yeah, Marawise Lee Galana. Um, so well, then we'll make it quick then. Oh, yeah, as quick Rap, as you like. Rapid fire. Hey, that's what she's rapid fire. Rapid fire. Who do you look up to most in the reptile world? Oh my gosh! Oh, thanks, Brian. Oh, that, that means a lot to me, man. I thank you so. Oh, yeah. oh my gosh! Sounds a lot like Andy Ray. I'll give you, give you that. <laughs> Not Andy Ray. <laughs> oh man, oh, dude, that's 
that's a, that's a tough one. That's a tough one, dude. Usually a, a brain teaser for the first one for most people. No, I mean it, it just it, like you have to single out one person or no, 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 no. Actually, so far nobody has singled out one person. Mm-mm. So uh, Kevin McCurley, his intuitiveness—not just intuitiveness, but his understanding of reptile behavior and how in tune he is with understanding the animals—and and that's just something very inspiring to me. Um, how far Brian Barczyk has taken the outreach of teaching people about these animals on a wide scale across the internet is also very inspiring to me and how he's transitioned it into a place where, although it's not happening now, but having the public come in and have hands-on experiences at the zoo, that's also inspiring to me. Um, people sticking to and, and working with anybody, this is any, there's so many of these people out there, but anybody who's just really in love with a certain species and is just, dedicated their keeping to that that species because they love them so much not because they're breeding to make money off of them or or anything other than they just love the way that particular species is and they're just they're just trying to figure them out at their core and figure out everything they can about them um those those folks inspire me too there's a bunch of folks out there doing that that um i'm not gonna try and dredge up all their names because I'll, i'll fail but anybody doing that also inspires me and every time i see somebody like there's one person i'm thinking of i can't think of his name that's why i didn't want to bring up names but there's a guy that's breeding scrubs out in the uk and his his dedication Lawrence kenshington yes thank you Lawrence kenshington um yeah that's the that's the first person i was thinking of when i brought that up um yeah I know so that's exactly what you're talking about with them. yeah so that's that's three right there and there was this guy in australia and i'm gonna forget his name too god love it but he is featured in one of my my last Australia. If if you go and look at the uh, the reptile show expo vlog, um, oh, I want to say his name was started with a K. Kenny or oh. Kane Durant. No, no, Kane is awesome too. Kane, Kane, don't get me wrong. Kane was a awesome. I had some great laughs and Creedence Clearwater singing moments on the back rows of <laughs> Kane. He was awesome. But there's a guy that was playing and um, doing a reptile show at the reptile show, like a kid's presentation mm, with him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He was singing and playing guitar. Yes. And, and Yeah, wrote, I can't think of his song. name off the top of my Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. That guy inspires me. His dedication and his his ability to relate to the kids and, and write songs about reptiles. They're, they're a little clever... Uh, something about a crocodile is like a dinosaur everybody roar roar and all, all the kids roar like a dinosaur and like that that inspires me man uh brian gundy brian oh, gundy yeah that guy, i love brian dude the, not just uh, his like his love for herping his love for teaching and educating kids but just how he is as a person i just i, I love that man he's such a great individual and great ambassador for this hobby he's just like i don't know i've I've never met anybody like him and uh he inspires me more than most it, not just in reptile keeping or education but just as a person yeah um yeah he's a good dude yeah man that's uh i could keep going really with <laughs> all right question two no i i understand dude last uh last episode i had uh uh ryan presto on he gave me his list and then the next morning i woke up to a message and he's like 
I, I'm so ashamed. I feel like I, I totally screwed up, but there's two other people that I look up to. <laughs> and and he will, gave I me those call, names. And I, I was like, Dave Kaufman is his, his yeah. ability to still be friends with me after all the abuse he took from me on that Australia trip. <laughs> I know like, the video like, you're talking about we're, too. Uh, we're we're still, still friends, video, but there was—I mean, the abuse didn't stop that. That video is just <laughs> kind of still going, to be honest. Well, so the other day when I messaged you saying, "Like, hey, we named our rattlesnake plant after him." <laughs> oh, yeah. I thought he I thought he would do like a facepalm. Dude was so stoked on he shared it on Facebook. I know. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. <laughs> so I have a rattlesnake plant in the room named after Dave Kaufman because of my girlfriend, and it's wonderful. <laughs> I love it. But yeah, he's definitely worthy of that list without a doubt. Uh, what is your holy grail reptile to keep? So at one point it was indigo snakes. Now I have indigo snakes. So now it's Boleni or Boleni, Boleni, Bolens Python, whatever the hell you want to say it. Sure. Um, as far as snakes go, but man, if I could keep a Komodo dragon. <laughs> I would yeah. be out there in the yard chasing chickens with it. Uh, yeah, that would be something else. Have That's, you have uh, you gotten to interact with a komodo before? Yeah, in uh, it's, it's in pretty Indonesia. amazing. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah you got to go into yeah. the enclosure with them. Yeah, that's uh, a that's another another level of uh, of intensity during an interaction yet at the same time there, like if you're able to, to Zen yourself enough to like, just be in the moment, you realize there's this like palpable level of intelligence with that oh, animal. Yeah. And it's just unlike anything else when you have inches between you and that animal and all of your instincts are telling you, this animal traditionally takes down water buffalo three times your size and just waits for it to die before it starts eating it semi-alive. You are a pinky rat to this thing, <laughs> yet it has decided to not kill you in this moment. You're going to sit there and ingest this moment and respect that animal, and it's just absolutely powerful. Yeah, I agree. I had one try and I never, I never thought of myself as a pinky rat, but <laughs> well, now, now, now that I have, I'm not sure I'll ever see myself the same ever again. Well, I had, <laughs> I had, I had two in one building flip a switch and decide that they were going to like, see if they can make a meal out of my foot or my hand and my, my leg when I was in Miami and you see the switch flip, like one of them came running into the building, mouth open, trying to eat myself. And, uh, and Ryan Martinez there because we rolled up with, you know, buckets of leftover rats and quail from feeding crocs. And they That's knew what was up before we even stepped into the door. So their response was already predetermined. So we had to like tune that down. And then the other one was just kind of like cautiously on the prowl. And I got some video footage of it 
but you can tell this animal fixates on my foot and you can see the head, like the quick, like left, right, left, right, left, right, just honing in. And, and Ryan's like, yeah, this is about when things go south. And I'm like, yeah, didn't that happen to that one guy, uh, uh, John Cleese, he took his shoe off and got bit on the foot at LA zoo. (laughs) So yeah, man, there, that's a, that's an intelligent reptile and a very profound experience, no matter what it is with them, for sure. And I think we know the answer to the next question. But do we, though? Because this is why I put those, <laughs> this is why I put them in there. They could be seen similar, but like a holy grail reptile to keep is potentially different than what you would devote an entire bedroom to keep. So your holy grail reptile is just like, you know, pipe dream, but what would you keep if you could devote an entire bedroom to one animal? No, no limitations of what you could do to that room as far as installation of plumbing, waterfall features, whatever. If you could turn a room into an enclosure, what would you do? Uh, Andy said he already knew the answer. I'm thinking it's going to be, it's going to be a termite mound full of ball pythons, right? Andy. Yep. Yes. <laughs> Yes, where they 80, 90% of their life will be in that term. <laughs> never see that's it. Not what you're is it? No, that's not oh, what it is. Is that what it was? Oh, no, no, that would be. I was, th- I was thinking, I was thinking retake. Yeah, yeah, that that's accurate. Definitely. Be, that's what I'm Definitely be yeah. for retake, and there would definitely be a waterfall. You guys, yeah, man, oh, yeah. So well. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's pretty legit. I mean, it's, it's hard to see why that would be an attractive goal because you could really make a show stopping. Exhibit. And it would, and it would be definitely a uh, an option to have it be like open air on the ceiling. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I like that. Retractable, yeah, retractable, retractable, exactly. Yeah. Or you just 100%. do like some skylights that you can open, sort of deal. And there would be some strong enough vines, not only for the snake to climb on, but for me to climb on as well. Oh, and, dang. And pull up, you know, do a little dip in the pond and sit under the waterfall with the snake, uh, all of that. Like, you thought that filming in my closet was decent. Wait till you still fi- fi- see filming in this room. You're not going to be yeah, able to tell me anything of a rainforest <laughs> in Indonesia and, and my bedroom. That's what that's basically what it would be. Dude, that would like, be so is cool. He out, is he in? Where is he? You'd never guess it was a bedroom. Yeah, like have have like a solar ceiling so you can plant plants in there and let them naturalize and grow all the way to the ceiling. And you, you just trim it, and you have a big pool and a waterfall, and you've got some good natural soil. And and I mean, yeah, dude, that would be epic. That would be yeah, really cool. That's what it would be. Like if you were to take like the same aspect that Kenan does from Camp Kennan with his rec pond and be able to swim with an animal that oh, he has dude, in there. I'm so looking forward to going swimming in that pond at some point. Uh, his his <laughs> channel, oh my goodness. I watch it and I just like, I map out the way his whole place is laid out. Every time he's like walking down the, the pathways, I'm like, dude. I know. Dude, got I, well, I got ponds everywhere. I got tortoise yards everywhere. Ugh. Next time in Florida, I'm going there and I'm swimming Ugh. in that pond. I've That's already amazing. got the, the clearance. That's so <laughs> cool, dude. Florida, man. You, you know, like a gator could just wander on and decide your front yard's a great place to live. Like, oh, 
<laughs> right? <laughs> right? That's so cool. Yeah, That's he's not got the only point for Hillary, I don't think. No. <laughs> hey, if it if it drops the uh the the selling price of the house by fifty k, but it brings my value up by a hundred k, we're in the green. Oh yeah, yeah. No, personally, that's amazing. Ah, uh, that's goals right there, man. He's got the compound of of compounds, and it's only just begun too. Like he doesn't like having like his snake room shed thing, but dude, imagine if he decked that thing out. Holy cow. We just begun. Yep, exactly. To live. Um. <laughs> All right, moving on. That didn't happen. If you <laughs> if you could go back in time to a younger you right before you got into reptiles, like, you know, on your return back from Hawaii, that, that form of getting back into reptiles. If you could go back in time, talk to you in that moment, and impart some wisdom upon your past self, what would it be? Start with a, deep. Start with a female. <laughs> <laughs> so not Carl. I just fell down. <laughs> Carl, I love you. But uh, uh, if I was I had any of the knowledge I have now, you would have been Carla. <laughs> <laughs> A Carla instead of a Carl. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that that's that's, a, that's a good tip <laughs> of advice right there. Yeah, and I'll give it to anybody else. <laughs> yeah, even if you don't breed, just that's just that's a good, get a female, just in case, just in case, because you're gonna be males can get just as big. <laughs> Dude, we have a red tail boa at work that's uh, been missexed twice, and it is 100 percent a male. He's got a tiny little peanut head for, you know, obviously a little red, little red tail boa male. Like he should be five feet. Dude's over eight. It's a beast. Wow. Uh, he used to be bigger. He's fat. He actually has like fat rolls on his tail because he was dropped down like five pounds over the last few years because they fed him up like a massive female. and He's not. Is he a imperator or, or? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Constrictor, constrictor. No, I'm pretty sure he's an imperator, and he's just you know your general yeah. generic Colombian. But like, yeah, that's big. So is dude. it official now? Did they did they cut out the redundant constrictor from? So so what's it, I, if I'm not mistaken? Well, so if I'm not mistaken, the newest publication from Vin Russo is that there's Boa Sigma which includes some of the cloud forest animals from like Mexico mm. and, and Central America and some of the island localities. And, and, and I'm not sure exactly where the, the line is drawn. So you have your, your boa sigma, your boa imperator, and your boa constrictor. Yeah. And the boa constrictor, constrictor yeah. includes the, uh, the, the very true red tails from some of the uh, the basin ranges in the Pokagon and Suriname and Guyana and stuff, but Boa Imperador is more like northern South America, northern, Colombia, yeah. Venezuela, stuff like that. And then, um, and what happened with Occidentalis? So that's the thing: the BCOs and BCLs. I think their classifications stayed like they didn't alternate the, they didn't change the, uh, the subspeciation of Occidentalis and Longicata and those. But I think, 
um, based on the, the reclassification of Imperador and Constrictor, you just, you, you do away with uh, the Boa Constrictor Imperador. It's just Boa Imperador. Or, 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 just, yeah. But with those ones, I think they stay. I think Boa Constrictor, I forgot about Occidentalis, that. and, and Longicata, I think they're still part of the, the Constrictor complex. But I would, I would say that I'm probably not accurate on that. And you know who would know better other than Vin Russo would be Warren Booth. Mm. Yeah. Um, but you know, that, that sort of reclassification and publication is very new. The new book that Vin Russo just put out, uh, recently the, what is it? The more complete, uh, boa constrictor. I think that publication has the newest reclassification in it. So, uh, if anybody's listening that has that book, I would go double check, but yeah, when that reclassification happened, the first thing I thought of was what does that mean for BCLs, BCOs, uh, stuff like that. And, you know, speaking of which, just a little plug for another podcast is there's this fantastic podcast out there, uh, called Boa Rack Radio that focuses on a lot of the Colombian Morrison things going on. But I think it's just a matter of time before they really expand onto just the boa constrictor complex as a whole. And we'll start being able to tap that resource for that sort of information. But yeah, it, that reclassification is very new and interesting for sure. Yeah, that was a lot. Sorry. (laughs) You asked, I'm glad you did though, too. I'm an encyclopedia that likes to throw up its own words at times. So I'm, I'm sorry. (laughs) you asked and here it comes um okay and this is gonna be our last one so we can let you get some sleep if you could pass on one piece of advice to the listeners about keeping snakes and reptiles what would it be just in case get a female Fair enough. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Absolutely nothing. Females make great pets. You know, every so often I will get the question of, is there personality difference between males and females? Is one easier to keep or or another? The answer is no. Um, In fact, I would say females are probably easier to keep. Males are a little more temperamental. They like to cruise around. They don't fire it up. I was going to say that exactly. Uh, actually, if it comes to a difference between males and females, in my experience, the females are a little bit more laid back. Mm-hmm. They just, they're smarter. They're a smarter animal compared to the male. They seem to sit and think and absorb these experiences more as if they're trying to figure out like, okay, do I really need to react this way? Or is it more beneficial to my survival and potentially the survival of my offsprings? if I absorb this experience and take something out of it, whereas males are just kind of like food breeding. I, I feel like there's no border between any species within this, in this description of male versus right. female. Yeah, no, that's, that's like humans too. <laughs> yeah, no, I, w- I, you know, and it's, what's really interesting is, with some species, like obviously females get bigger than males for like most uh, boa day in general. But at the same time, um, 
I've got some carpets where, uh, proven breeders where the male is longer than the female. Um, so, you know, size kind of, it's very subjective as far as the individual and the species we're talking about. But yeah, in my experience, males tend to be a little more wily and, and sporadic and kind of cruising all over the place. And females just seem to be more content with waiting for you to figure out exactly what they want and then expressing their content by enjoying it peacefully and not needing all the attention and just being good with being left alone. Um, it just depends on what you want out of your animal. Do you want something that's going to sit with you? Do you want something that's going to move around? Do you want something that is okay with you going on vacation for a time? Do you, you know, so yeah. I'm, I'm literally watching like the animals I can see. The, the, the females are sitting there right now and the males are cruising around like what's going on? Males are doing laps, running into walls like, ah, females. <laughs> It's happening right now. Oh. Yeah, yeah. No, I've I've got the same thing going on in here too. It's just kind of nutty. So, well, dude, um, I know it was kind of short notice. I hit you up yesterday on this, and I know you're sort of <laughs> you you're you're very gracious in that you're always down for everything, and you rarely say no unless it's just silly and stupid, and and I would never. I would never hit somebody up and, and hang them out to dry or do anything silly or dumb on a last minute thing. But I got to tell you to be able to hit you up and, and say, Hey man, would you be interested in coming on tomorrow? <laughs> and then you just being so open as you have been is, is really, uh, we appreciate that a lot. Um, yeah, for sure. Man. We do the show every two weeks and, and that seems like a lot of time to plan in between, but it really isn't. So. I'm just kind of mind blown that that was just yesterday, man. I, I really, it seems like it was a week ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 24 hours is a long time, man. Like when you're doing so many things, yeah, it really, it really can be for sure. So, um, I had no doubt in my mind that this was going to be like one of the longer, more fun episodes that we do. And I'm sure it's going to definitely stay up there as one of those, but, um, you know, this is episode uh, 10, so we're, 10. we're only just getting to double digits. And it's like, we've been doing this for five months, but it doesn't feel like it. And and there's folks who have been doing it for a lot longer. And so it's just, I don't know, every day I wake up and it's kind of a new perspective on life with this show. And it's pretty flattering and it's really nice. And, uh, and anytime you uh, need anything for me, I'm always like happy to help. And so the fact that uh, you're willing to to jump in and help out with this show really means a lot. So I appreciate you for taking the time out of your evening. I know Mother's Day was just the other day. I know you've got the family, the kids, and uh, it really does mean a lot for you to, to sort of budget out a bit of this time. You too, Andy. Um, you guys both have a lot more on your plates than I do with uh, with your families at home. So I just wanted to say thank you. Yeah, man. Well, thank you for thanks for having me, dude. I'm always I'm always down to hang out, man. I mean, you've you've helped me out more than most people out there. I mean, like like physically and and in real life and being there in person physically to to physically help me. So I mean, it's the least I could do. And I'm just realizing that it's funny that this is episode ten. We're actually coming up on episode ten on our our podcast. Woo! 
Dude, I love your guys' show, man. I really do. I and I haven't, we didn't even get a chance to talk about it either. It's uh, all the more, it's all the more, you know, ammo to, to come back next time. You know, more content to talk about because, yeah, you guys, yeah, there is. you guys have such an amazing spin on both of your lives and what you put out there that it doesn't matter what sort of content you, you and Garrett put out on the podcast. Like, it's worth tuning into. And I've, find it very enjoyable so keep doing it man yeah we'll record an episode 10 uh in a couple days here actually <laughs> that's awesome. cool man that's really cool it's, it's obviously meant and to be this will be airing on the 20th yeah so that's that'll be uh next wednesday um for folks that are wondering on the timeline it's May twentieth. Right. Yeah, ours always up seventeenth uh, of every month. We put it with sweet. Okay, so we've been doing it for twice as long, but we've got we've got the same amount. Of <laughs> <laughs> hey, number numbers. Are it's all good, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, it's all about how much fun you have doing it. You can't put that. You can't put a number on that. Well, and you're get you're you got a chance to hang out with one of your buddies, you know, and 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 you're. You're, no, I'd say, I'd say shooting, tonight was you're shooting the shit, you know? <laughs> the <one. laughs> solid, Thank you. Solid half. I, I, I'll take it. I mean, I'll I'd even it. say three quarters, honestly. Hey, you know, when there isn't ice cream involved, you take what you get. <laughs> yeah. yeah we get, we're going across the street from your house from ice cream. I mean, that's definitely into the nine region for sure. I mean, I'm, so, I'm had, surprised you said Had I delivered some. Yeah, well, I'm surprised you're sitting here telling me, like, you know, about your show, and you're coming up on 10 episodes, and, and I don't know what sort of rock you're living under, but drink sponsors are so last week. You need an ice cream sponsor, bro. Oh, Agreed. The ice cream is so inexpensive compared to a lot of the whiskeys that people have bought, though. I mean, Dude, I- it, no. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, what if Ben and Jerry's is like, shoot. Our number one fan needs a sponsor. Send him a gallon. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. uh, All right. Well, I mean, yeah. just you, the idea of Ben and Jerry's sponsoring is. Excuse me. Oh my gosh. Well, what do you got to lose, man? We said it earlier. Send him an email. Be like, "Yo, my favorite they drug is ice they cream." Don't have any reptile-related flavors? Not it's yet. Good. Not yet. Yeah, that's what I. Yeah, not yet. That was. Ask ask them if they have one that smells like a rodent that's been cooking on a heat man. <laughs> Microwave rat splat. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! That'd be so and bad. You know, here, here, here's what's here's what's bad is that reptile people would actually go out and buy that shit and actually eat it. Probably could be like. Well, let's see if it's the real deal or not. <laughs> it would have to be faux guts. It would have to be like you go, oh, yeah. Oh, raspberry yeah, yeah. rat splat. That's the, oh, oh that's a good name. Uh, put like put like uh like gummy worms that's in there. That's name of a song. That's another name of a song. Raspberry Brian. Yeah, I'm gonna write this down. Yeah, that's another <laughs> name of a song, damn it. Oh my God. Okay. All right, fellas. Wrap it up. I got a long day of work tomorrow. Yeah. And so does so does Brian. Yeah, Brian, did you want to throw out uh Otherwise, any contact information for people to get a hold of you or find your YouTube channel or anything like that if they've been living under like Patrick's Rock and don't know who you are? Hit me up. 
Hit me up. Target. Wait, who are Hit you? Hit me up. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> uh, HMU, fool. I'm pretty sure I've never not responded to uh, somebody hitting me up at, at some point. You've not responded to me before. I What? When? Well, dude, Andy, when you start bombarding people about asking to mow their lawns, they're going to get a little bit turned <laughs> off. I got to pay the bills somehow, homie. Come on now. This reptile dude keeps wanting to drive across country to mow my lawn. It's $12. I don't get it. <laughs> He's such a dick. Why do I like him? <laughs> hey, man. I make I make good oh. I make good enchiladas and tacos around here. Oh, let's not start talking about that. I'm going to Jack in the Box. Oh, snap. Mm. All right. Well, so everybody right. knows Brian on here. You know how to find Triple B. You know how to find him. Um, because if you're listening to us, chances are you've known him longer than than us because we're... Yeah, you know. I don't know about that, Riley. I don't know about that. I don't know either. <laughs> I'm pretty sure uh, it, when when Eric and Owen had me on for that that time, uh, part of the criteria was like, "Oh, he's friends with Riley. He's cool. We can have him." <laughs> yeah, I mean, in that niche, you know, you sort of that's that's my that's my wheelhouse. So, and then I proceeded helps. to I'll, I'll never live down the the moment that I said indigo python three times in a row for God knows what reason. But I said it on NPR. What? I gave myself. I discredited myself three times in a row, right back. But they didn't say anything either. They're like, "Oh, they won't." No, <laughs> they wouldn't. Owen's over there going, <laughs> "Yeah, no." I, and I, and I stole his thunder from that. I did it too. <laughs> I, I I I lit Brian up on that one. Hey, but it's no. It's it's the exact same thing. Like that's what friends are for. Just like Hell Jacob yeah. and Justin, for the first month of their show, Justin just let Jacob call Pop One's Papayans. <laughs> so, so then, so then Harlan Wall went and got a papaya, took a took a like a six quart or a fifteen quart tub, set it up with like a water dish and a perch and everything, oh my and God. skewered a papaya with like a a barbecue skewer and draped it as if the papaya was like perching on the tub and posted a photo of it and tagged brats in it. <laughs> it was like papaya season's looking good, and that that meme has circulated for. For well, it's never stopped actually <laughs> since that happened. It's been fantastic. So, what are friends for? <laughs> oh man, yeah, it's good. I hate you, Andy. <laughs> I hate you. I hate you, Brian. Yeah. I hate you, Riley. I hate you all. <laughs> Going back into my cave, my COVID cave. That's yeah. it, exactly. Um, for anybody who lives under a smaller rock. Look up Brian if you haven't already. I don't know what's wrong with you, but we're gonna try and help find Triple B. Try, try and and wake up, and then uh, and and look up Andy. Look up Area Reptiles. Andy does some good stuff. He's not gonna tell you he does good stuff. He's a curmudgeon. He's depressed. <laughs> he thinks he's he thinks he's Dookie Dookie, and and he just has no idea that. He's sitting on a gold mine of Kankakees and rosy boas and some cool jungles. So you need to find him. You really do. So y'all need Brian Cusco and Andy Ray in your life. And if you don't, um, well, I can't help you. 
I need a little bit of more. I need a little more of Andy Ray in my life as well. <laughs> well, stop buying puppies, you knucklehead. I, he was just in here. I'm not sure if you heard him or not, but <laughs> yeah, God. yeah, ice cream. Nah. <laughs> we need to let Brian yeah, he's, go. He's got to. He's got to make a Taco Bell run and a Jack dude, in the Box bro, run. The withdra- the, I can run. hear the withdrawals happening right now for the sake of his of his life and his marriage and his family. We need to let him go. <laughs> two hours. <laughs> Shut up. You know damn well it has not been 72 uh, hours. How long has it been? It's been since... Uh, Almost three hours. Mother's Day Mother's Day night, which is... No, nah, don't lie. I'm not lying. I don't believe Well, it. you don't have to believe anything you don't want to. The fact remains that the last ice cream I had was the last ice cream in my freezer, and I haven't been to the store since then. Oh, because you've been socially... There's no ice cream in my freezer right no, now. No, it's, it's because he's letting his one-wheel charge until it's ready to jam down the hill and go get a new pint. <laughs> no, I'm going <laughs> to drive today. Ah, bold choice, Cotton. Easy. All right, fellas. Wrap it. <laughs> thanks, <Yeah>. guys. <laughs> All right, Brian. Hey, thanks, man. I appreciate it, Brian. Yeah, I appreciate you guys, too, bro. This is good. Hey, we'll, we'll talk to you yes, soon. Yes, sir. All right, everybody, All right. stay safe. Brian, don't close the browser just yet. Let that uh, let that file oh, right, close right, right. up. Okay. But um, otherwise, we love you. Thanks for thanks for making some time for us, man. And uh, we'll catch you real soon. Have you guys been? Peace and love. Peace. Later. Peace.